What's happening, weirdos? If uh, <laughs> if I sound a little haggard, I'm working. Uh, my first club in so long this weekend was the Brea Improv. I want to say thanks to all the weirdos that came out. It was a great weekend. If you're hearing this the day it comes out, uh, there's one more show tonight in uh, in Brea. Tickets at PeteHolmes.com. But I really just wanted to say thanks to everybody who already came out. It was so fun. And that is why I sound sort of smoky <laughs> and sultry today. Not that I've been smoking or s- sultring, but because I've been yelling my uh, punchlines. <laughs> <coughs> there we go. There we go. Guys, this is, uh, we made it weird. Uh, we have no uh, n- uh, nanny or babysitter this week. So uh, Val is not here with me for the intro, but she is on the episode. And this is a live episode. The first live We Made It Weird we've ever done together. And it is a live We Made It Weird with a guest, which is Moses Storm. And Moses is incredible. One of the truest talents I've ever met in my life. And we knew nothing about his story. And you're about to hear, it's uh, about maybe 50 minutes in, we start talking to Moses. He's the second 90 minutes. And he is incredible. And we knew nothing of his story. And it is really, really, really something. So you guys are in for a treat. And we hope you enjoy it. And if you want to support the show, there's a lot of fun, cool ways to do that. Like the Pete's Picks, like the Apollo Neuro. The Apollo Neuro, which I've been wearing all weekend, is a wearable tech that helps your body recover from stress. It not only does that, it helps you wake up, it helps you focus, it helps you fall asleep, it helps you meditate. I mean, if it did one of those things, it would be the coolest thing I've ever bought. But it does all of those things. It can get you into so many different flow states. It's like a wearable hug for the nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. That's that's a fancy way of saying it is. it looks like a wristwatch. You wear it on your wrist or on your ankle. And it sends vibration into your nervous system using a language that your nervous system can understand to send the message to your body that you are being held. How cool is that? That you're being held. So, for example, this weekend doing the shows, when I'm on stage, I have it set like like a song. You set it to these different settings to clear and focused because I want to be clear and focused. So it soothes my nervous system and helps me stay clear and focused while I'm on stage. And then when I get off stage, I put it on Rebuild and Recover, which is a setting that helps your nervous system calm down after like an adrenalized event or after a workout or after a hike or after a stressful day of travel or a stressful lunch with family members or whatever it might be. The Apollo Neuro is like having a control panel to your nervous system and it starts immediately delivering this message that helps you calm down or wake up. Worn on your wrist or your ankle, they deliver Apollo Neuro delivers gentle soothing vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. Like I said, they have lots of settings. Energy and wake up is seriously no joke. Uh, it's like a shot of espresso. That's what I do before I work out. I put it on an energy and wake up. It definitely gets the blood going, definitely gets you in the mood to move, or helps you just wake up and shake off the cobwebs in the morning. Clear and focus is what I always use when I'm working. Meditation and mindfulness is really the setting that blew me away and made me a true Apollo Neuro convert because I've been meditating, as you know, for many years, but I, I sort of hit a, a rut. I just wasn't going as deep as I used to. The Apollo Neuro meditates with you. It's basically helping your body join in with your brain 
for deeper and better meditation. I've been shouting it from the rooftops. If your meditation practices hit uh, a wall, the Apollo is a huge, huge help for that. And then at night, I put it on Relax and Unwind while I'm watching TV. Helps my body, sends, literally sends a signal to my body that it's time to rest and time to relax. And then when I get in bed, I put it on Sleep and Renew. And it's so gentle, it's almost sub-perceptual, but it helps my body relax. And I'm falling asleep without a sleep aid, which is incredible and awesome. It trains your nervous system to cope with stress better over time, so the more you use it, the better it works. And it was developed, this is not like a woo-woo product, it's not like a mood ring. It was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who've been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effect on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world real world studies. And everything I just said is not just... I'm not just reading copy like with all the peach picks. It's something I actually use, I actually love. So you can get 10% off for you or a friend. Go to apolloneuro.com slash weird and show your support of the show. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird and get 10% off. Also, we have a newer Pete's pick, which I think is awesome. I'm so happy to be working with Talkspace. As you know, therapy has absolutely changed my life, and I'm so glad Talkspace is making it easy, convenient, and available to everybody because so many things seem like small things. We like to think that they're no big deal. We say no big, no big deal. But the truth is, little things can really add up, and suppressing emotions only gets you so far. It's like trying to push a, a very, very, like a beach ball underwater. The harder you push, the harder it just comes back up. I remember I went to therapy the second time in my life. I was dating a person. I thought it was just like a normal relationship, but the more I talked about it, I saw the toxic effect it was happening on me. Literally changed my life literally introduced me to so many of the tools that I share on this podcast, and it seemed like I was just talking, but it was so much more than that. So Talkspace makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. The Talkspace app makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist on your schedule without having to wait weeks before your next appointment. You can go anywhere and take your therapist with you. Whether you're a parent, a student, a millennial, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. They offer individual and couples therapy in addition to medication prescription services. You can set goals with your therapist, and they can help make sure you're really progressing. And Talkspace therapists help you develop tools to cope in difficult times, and I think we could all use more tools to cope. Talkspace works around your schedule and at your convenience. You send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. You can schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. Whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, or other problems, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. With thousands of licensed therapists and they, that are available for you to match with, Talkspace therapists are experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more, to help you start feeling better. So start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code WEIRD. That's $100 off your first month and show your support of the show with the code WEIRD. That's $100 off when you use promo code WEIRD at Talkspace.com. And last but not least, talk about something. Man, I've been swearing by my alpha brain. It is hard. I, I, you know, I haven't done an hour of stand-up comedy in a long time. It uses a lot of brain power. And I am so glad I have my alpha brain. In the green room, 
I'm taking them, offering them to the other openers because it is hard to use your brain at that level for that long. And I'm so glad I have a plant-based, earth-grown ally in my corner, which is Alpha Brain. For the past six, seven years, I haven't written a script. I haven't done stand-up. I haven't recorded a single episode of this podcast. I haven't been on someone else's podcast. I haven't done stand-up, like I said, without taking Alpha Brain 15, 20 minutes beforehand. Two, sometimes three pills. It's not a stimulant. It's not like drinking coffee. In fact, sometimes I take it before bed because I help. I find it helps me have more vivid and interesting dreams It so you can relax on it. So it's not going to get you jacked or all amped. It just gives your brain earth-grown nutrition that it needs. It's a nootropic so your brain can function at its ultimate peak performance. It helps with daily cognitive support. It helps with memory and focus. And I wish I knew about it in college. I know I always said that, but it was hard for me to memorize stuff in college. I wish I had known about Alpha Brain. I'm so glad I know about it now. It is a literal game changer. I always have it in my car. I have it in the pockets of my jackets. I have it in my, obviously, right here on my desk. That's why I always shake the bottle. I can't not have it. It makes that big of a difference. And it's really changed my life. And if you guys want to know if it's going to help with you, the best thing to do is just give it a try. And you can show your support of the show. So go to onnit.com slash weird, and you will get 10% off everything you see on that landing page. That's onnit.com slash weird. And give it a try and show your support, which we really, really appreciate. All right, guys. Enjoy the wonderful Moses Storm and a little bit of me and Val live up top at Largo, my favorite place on earth. Thank you to all the weirdos that came out to this show. And we'll be doing another Largo September 9th. That's Largo-LA.com for tickets. That'll be a live stand-up show. But here's the first live We Made It Weird we did at Largo with Moses Storm. Get into it. Don't groan. This is the greatest American song that's ever been written. You know the words. And you don't stop running. Some of you were doing it. it. Oh, it was you. It was me. Hi, everybody. I'm Pete Holmes. This is Valerie. Sweet lady Val. And you guys are here for the first live You Made It Weird in... At many time. Many time. Many, it's many, been many time. times since we've done this. Look, Val, you're doing stand up. Oh my god. So and uh and you're and you and yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Do I'm your joke. It. Do the joke you wrote for me. What's the joke? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. You ever have to poop so bad you pee second? <laughs> You gave me your own flair. I say, you ever have to poop so bad you pee second? Like, I do it like a, a log flume going down. Yeah. You did it like kind of like a discovering pee. it, like walking through a room filled with a lot of antiques. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, no. I, like, that was my choice. You ever have to poop so bad? Oh, you pee second? Like, it was like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome. True. How do you guys feel? Let's sit down. What? Mommy, you have to say it. Say What? You have to say what you say at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, what's happening, weirdos? Yeah! Yay! What outfits did you guys choose for tonight? We chose these. What, which ones? I'm seeing some cute outfits here. Mm-hmm. It's like such a choice. This, I ironed this, which I never do, so that's like 
pure love for you guys. Yeah. I ironed. I, I haven't ironed in five years. And it's, it's wrinkled again. And now I remember why I don't iron. And I said, when you said that to me back, I said, this is why I don't iron. You ever do that? Like, that is definitely not why I don't iron. But you know what I mean? But once you've been proven, you go like, yeah, and that's, that's why. As if it, no, it's not. You don't iron because you're uh, lazy. And I'm just like Val Kilmer to support uh, the new documentary that I, that I made. I was watching that movie. I was like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> have you guys seen it? One, one person wants to let no. me know that they have not seen it. <laughs> this guy's like, here we go. He's going to talk about that movie I was hoping he was going to talk about. And I was like, no, I'm not. Because one woman? Uh, yep. <laughs> Please, if you're going to heckle, yell out your pronouns. Um, that would be such a woke world. You suck, they, them. Um, we're so glad you're here. It can be a little tense at the beginning of a show. I don't normally sit down on stage. Yeah. I, I don't Look think at how are much you? of me there is. It's too much. Do you Look want a you. second chair? I wouldn't like a second chair. <laughs> okay. How would that help me? I don't know, like f- for feet and no. legs? No. No, no, no. No. Well, that would only draw more attention to the fact that there's just too much of me. Yeah, you. I get to like have front row seats to the fact that you are slightly too large for this world. Yes. Like a little too big for the, the planet. Yes. Yeah. Man meets world. Yeah. Did you guys watch Boy Meets World? Then why didn't you laugh at that hot, hot riff? 100% JK, you're doing great. Are you panicking? You have your masks on. Are you freaking the fuck out right now? Are you kind of wondering if you made the right choice? I'm not even following the Delta. I, I didn't, I'm not. Nope. Not following it. Twitter's like, you want a little? Nope. Pass. I watch Big Bang Theory. I am not watching Young Sheldon. No. It's a hard pass. The only time I want to hear about young Sheldon is when it's killing me. If I'm dying of Delta variant, then I'll perk up. Someone will go, it was Delta. I'm like, I know you, bitch. And then I die. I go out. But the Lamba is maybe like... What's Lamba? That's the next one. Who made it? Kanye? The Lamborghini? (laughs) Lamborghini. I liked it too. But maybe that's a better one. Maybe that's like the Frasier spinoff. The Lamba? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like... Don't talk to my cousin. He's Lamba. Yeah. Like, it's like something... Like there's yeah. some sort of... It's really hard to riff in 2021, I'll tell you. Let's, let's take a time machine back to 1985, and I'll do my hot Lamba take. Because it does not... It doesn't work these days. No, it's too tense. It's too tense. It's too tense. Who needs it? So, anyway, I'm really happy you're here. And uh, I hope you are Okay. I do feel like you should open every show with just like, are you okay? Are you guys okay? Are you doing, are you handling American Horror Story billboard season okay? Yeah, what the You guys fuck, hanging in there? Right? Driving what? to Whole Foods, you have to look at a demon 69ing with an aborted, uh. an aborted alien fetus jizzing on, is that the Pope? Like that's, for what? For what? To get me to watch? You think I see that and go, I need more of that. Somebody with a pool cue in their urethra. 
fireia, fiery diarrhea shooting onto a chessboard, but every piece is mini-me from Austin Powers. You think I'm getting out a pad and pen to write down FX Thursday, 8 p.m.? Suck my heart. No, I won't say it. Go back in time. You can't say suck my heart. You can't say that. It is those. That riff was great until I yelled "suck my heart." <laughs> yeah, and then it was a hard, a hard stop. It was just a, the stop no. was as hard as what? Yeah, as what? The but thing you, would be. Val, that is something I said to you, and you said write that down because you hate American Horror I, Story. I think I thought I said it to you. I hate it. Yeah, it's I just like, I just changed that memory yeah. in my favor, didn't yeah. I? And you all just witnessed. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Come At correct. least I admit it. The terrible guy. <laughs> At least I admit it. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I killed Nana. At least I admit it. Too late. Too late, Dan. <laughs> you want credit for admitting it? Yeah. Dan, uh, uh, you hate American I Horror hate Story. It. Like, I can't watch scary things. I'm like, my nervous system is so fragile, so frail. Yeah. And this is like, you have no choice. You're going to Lassen's, you're going to see a bloody tongue licking it's an eyeball. It's always a tongue. It's always the one we and saw eyes. on the way here, for real, for real. Was an alien kissing like a like a um, Voldemort? <laughs> what was the Will Smith? Yeah, like a Will Smith zombie vampire hybrid. What was that movie? I am Legend. Yeah. I am Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I am Legend, King of the Vampires. Yeah. Like, remember they they do that? They go like this. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Does this that- is why you have to come to the live the live ones. N- nobody's gonna know what you're sort of laughing at right now. <laughs> People are going to be like, Boy, "Fuck! I should have." But it looks like <laughs> it looks like it looks like church laughter, where or, or like you've been sent to the corner, but you're still laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's terrifying in that movie. So it was one of them, and uh, like a like a fetus. Yeah. No, like an alien, like a just a classic alien, and a like oh, a like a gray. Yeah, like you a can gray. Use the term. Thing. You guys ever see a? Anyone here ever seen a UFO? One hard yes. A yes as clear as I haven't seen Val, the documentary. (laughs) We've heard two yeses tonight. One of them was interesting. (laughs) 100% JK. I can't make fun of you. You came to the show. Uh, Where did you see it? What if she was gone? Just imagine for one second. We all heard. Has anyone seen a UFO? Yes. Tell me more. Ghost. That would be the best $35 you've ever spent in your fucking life. You were at an abduction? And like a silent auction, it was a silent abduction. You're still here. That would be... Now, American Horror Story, really am relieved that you're here. Where were you? Always in the car. Always in Utah. Always in Utah. Yeah. I'm so, well, how was it? First of all, what's your name? You're on the podcast right now. First time caller. <laughs> uh, can you turn your radio down? <laughs> if you're laughing, you're 40. Um, what? JK, JK. If I'm ever rough, it's just to delight you and dazzle you. Why am I talking like Halston right now? Because <laughs> I'm watching Halston. No, darling. Pete Holmes will be there. Uh, thank you, Flanny. Hot laugh. I like this sitting down. Why the fuck am I standing up all the time? This is Never great. Never stand when you can sit. It's the only... Yes. That's my life's motto. This is the only way you could make my job easier is to just be like, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're driving from Utah. Where were you going? Okay. 
and it was nighttime, I'll tell you the story. <laughs> it was nighttime, you were alone. It was dusk. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> it was it's about just a to fancy be nighttime. night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's night kind of wearing a negligee. <laughs> These are hot ribs, guys. We're it's all the podcast could end now, and I'm already glad that you came and we're having a really fun and special time. So it's it's nighttime in a negligee. Are you are you alone? You're with one other person. Okay. Uh, did you break up? Is that why you don't want to say? <laughs> Oh, you're still here? (laughs) I'm right here. That was someone carve him a Golden Globe. Not an Emmy. One Golden Globe. But it must be gold and it must be globe-shaped. That was expert. You knew at some point you were going to chime into this tale. And you sat on it. The restraint... God love you. Okay, so you're with this man who you haven't dumped. And you love each other? Are you dating? I love that. I'm sorry I made that dump riff. Everybody was like, this is sort of off-brand for old Peter Pants. I'm glad you... What's that? Okay. Take that out of the vows. We always see the same world. You are my constant companion. I can always count on you <laughs> to validate the strange things I witness. <laughs> that riff was funnier to me than it was to you. Not, it was funnier to them. Okay, so you're dating and you're driving. And why are you going to Los Angeles? Okay. And why were you in Utah? You went hiking. Have you heard of Runyon Canyon? <laughs> hike. Let's drive for 17 hard ones and finish it off with a weak beer. These are hot riffs. Um, (laughs) You're already doing great. When I say these are hot riffs, it's just to love myself, not to correct your response. You're doing wonderful. Okay, so you you wanted to go on like a dope-ass hike. Mount Zion, Angels Landing. As if Mount Zion wasn't biblical enough. They're like, also, angels are here. Angels landed here as well. (laughs) And Moses. Wait, Mount Zion isn't... Sorry. No, No, go ahead. I interrupted your riff, Mama. I was just trying to think of a way to bring you into the fold because I'm just doing crowd work. (laughs) I know, it's great. I want to hear... I know. But this is the podcast. A hot story is coming, but not until I say it is. (laughs) Yeah. And that can be 45 oh, minutes yeah. of, of Richard Rohr. And That's then right. we'll find out what the U- UFO looked like. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's funny about Angels Landing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, like Dan Van Kirk. Did you guys listen to Dan Van Kirk? Anybody? That was great. But it took him a long time to tell that story. But that's how I like it. Okay. Okay. Not this time. <laughs> Mama, you ask the next question. What did it look like? <laughs> wow. I was going to say, how was the hike? This is... <laughs> This is why the Friday episodes have a little more pip and vim than old... I'm just becoming a Werther's original hosting a long-winded... What was the hike like? How were your bowel movements that morning? She's like, tell us about the fucking spacecraft. Here we go. Val just hit skip intro on this Netflix show. That is a hot riff. 
I'm just glad we're getting a good show. I didn't know how the show was going to be, but I'm listening to myself, and I'm like, it's pretty good. Okay, what did it look like? Whoa. Five American minutes? (laughs) Okay. So you so there was a period of time where it was in the sky and you were like, look, it's right there, and you were like, I don't see it. Oh, I'm sorry. I should Yikes. You have Lamba? Use every part of the buffalo. You think I can't crack Lamba, it won't come back later? Riff. <laughs> so you can't see too well. I'm glad you're near the front. Here we are. <laughs> um, is it uh, not so bad that I can't make fun of it, or should I stop? <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Did you have a big? Do you guys show each other your poops? You just report back. Yes, the same. We're immediate communication. I also really love being married because you can show someone your real orgasm. Okay, your real real orgasm. When you're dating, you can't. When you're dating somebody, you have to, like, like, fellas. Thank you, guy with bad vision. (laughs) I'm just saying when you're dating, you want to come cool. Ladies, I shouldn't even be telling you this, but you do. The fella feels it coming. It's creeping up from the knee. You know, I've had sex before. (laughs) The orgasm starts creeping up from the knee. uh, And then you're about to finale, and and you go like, how would Indiana Jones finale? Because you want to sound cool, so you go, this belongs in a museum or something. (laughs) And now that I'm married, and you guys love each other, talking about your poo-poos and all that, now Val gets to hear the real one, which I'll try. You tell me if I get it. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes like I always do. I'm not... <laughs> Hot riff! Hot riff! That was such a great riff. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do, and I've always wanted to try it. Let yes! Nice. This is why you got to come to the live show to That's recap. That's right. And then that. People listening at home or in their cars driving from Utah feeling very seen right now. Uh, so it was sort of stationary. Wait, you were going to do your orgasm. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> can't get out of it now. <laughs> I trust you. It's like that. It's like that. It is. It is. is it, it's like a high noise, and it's kind of like a like a crying. Yeah, there's a weep. There's a weep to that's it. So vulnerable. But that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not embarrassed nor ashamed. Why say or when you can say nor? Nor Why the freaky little you friend say? you keep in the junk drawer. You didn't know this was going to rhyme, but it's happening. Nor is in the junk drawer. You can say or. It's not wrong to say or. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed. It's fine. But if you want to be a real fancy bitch, you say nor. (laughs) If I was in the crowd, I'd be like, this is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you show each other poops, and the the UFO was stationary by a cloud. Yeah, but but we were about to hear about the bowel movement you had the the day of the UFO. Do you... When's the... What? (laughs) Are you hating this? (laughs) 
That's what you want. That's great. Yeah. Was it I... light brown, ash-shaped, and floating? Don't claim okay. the golden standard if you don't remember. That's... This is very important. That's the golden Was standard. it floating? <laughs> okay. We just were, we watched this like 45 u- minute YouTube video on gut health. We were, we were like, like, let's, let's watch, watch five a minute. Minutes. Watch a minute. And then we watched the whole thing. And that was the standard. It was like l- long. And it's always an Australian. Have you noticed that? Yeah. If you watch something where it's like, I'm going to change your life, it's like, <laughs> I bet he is. It's never us. <laughs> it's never some Ralph from Wisconsin that's like, how's your biome? It's always like, hello. <laughs> I came from far away to fix you fuckers. <laughs> they are, I feel like they are kind of the next evolution of humans. Yes. They're like spiritual, but not too much. They're very healthy. They're all like gorgeous. They, That's right. Yeah. Are there any Aussies here? I'll settle for a New Zealander. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything funnier than their rival? New Zealand and Australia? Get the fuck out of here. It's like Illinois hates Wisconsin. Like, you guys are the same. You're the same. They're like, no, we like cheese on our hot dogs. It's like, you're the same. Like, make an alliance. New Zealand's like, we put shrimp on the barbie. And and Australia's like, we put shrimp on the barbie. And it's like, if you put New Zealand on one side of an auditorium and Australia on the other side, I'd be like, look at that united people. But they're all like sheep shaggers. Um... So the poop. <laughs> the poop I don't know he- why we're asking follow-ups here because how could he possibly be remembering the poop he took the morning of a UFO sighting? No, well, I, I don't know, but I think it seems like it was maybe remarkable. <laughs> I love... And memory. Oh, Wait, this yes. is real? Yes. This is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? I mean... <laughs> Not make-believe, man. Real. Like a hint of Ray. There's a hint of Ray Romano in your voice. It's not, not make-believe, man. Real. I don't, I don't have the best eyesight, you know. I'm, I'm looking up there. I, I thought I saw it, but it wasn't, you know, we're dating. We're not married. Will you do, will you do Lizzo? Ray Romano singing Lizzo? I do my hair, toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feel good as hell! How magical is Lizzo? You don't sound like Ray, just a hint, just a pinch, just a pinch. Okay, so does any. Speaking of pinch, let's get back to this poop. Hilarious. (laughs) Because, because the, the, reason why I brought up the gut health thing was because the, he said it needs to be light brown, all one shade, very long, and floating. And I was like, ruh <laughs> I have, n- I don't think I've ever had a poop that meets all of those criteria. Yeah, no, there's been a few. It's like seeing a jackalope. <laughs> it's really special. I've, there's been a few where I've wanted to call you in. Yeah. But I haven't. How clean that. is everyone's butt, by the way? Isn't that weird? It's all a spectrum right now. You can back, you can back away. I would, too. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> Talk to me 
about it. Like, you have to protect yourself. You don't want to engage with me on this topic. So let me be, I'll be the scapegoat. What I'm saying is some of you have been out all day. Some of you had to take a few wayward poops that you weren't planning. Maybe more than one. Where are you at? You can answer these in your head. You don't have to answer out loud. Would you get in a pool? Would you get in a pool? You know, you can answer in your head. Self-assessment. Would you get in a bath with a child? Your the child. Not your gonna, child. It's your child. It's your child. Are you? Meaning, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Yes, your child. <laughs> Meaning the baby's not going to narc on you, but you'd feel, you'd feel pretty bad. You can answer that in your head, too. Like, I'm also interested, like, what is the... Ray, what is the smallest body of water you would pee in? Like, you'd pee in a lake, right? Yeah. You'd pee in the ocean for fucking sure. Because the ocean's trying to kill you. It's trying to throw you out. <laughs> Somebody's leaving in flip-flops. <laughs> If you're going to walk out, slip them off. <laughs> slip them off and, and daintily leave, ninja style. Unless you really want to, I want to let him know, I thought that'd be more beach material. <laughs> That's why he's mad. <laughs> um, what about a raised pool? <laughs> you know what I mean? Those aren't that big. Would you pee in that? That's the right follow-up. This is my man. <laughs> this is my man. They would say, how big are we talking? Uh, you know, 75 pizzas? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's do this. I'm done talking about poops, but let's be honest, everybody's in a different place with their butt right now. <laughs> would you let someone lick it? Right? <laughs> is there anyone here that would let their lover lick their butt as it is right now? Like 100% and I pictured each zero as a very clean butthole. <laughs> Not 99%. And the one is a tongue. Yes, that's love. Are you seeing somebody? I am, yeah. Awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a man? I am. Okay. <laughs> pronouns, please. Pron- yeah, remember, please shout out your pronouns very, very quick. I would let anyone lick my butt, he, him. And it's like, that's not a surprise, actually. <laughs> You got no problem. What you find, you keep. (laughs) It's called a prize, baby. Uh, Disgusting. Does anybody have... Did anybody come, be honest, with a question that they wanted to ask Val and I? Because we don't really know what we're doing, and I don't want to fill the time entirely with just talking to Ray about his bowel movements. You have a question? What's your name? My name's Dow, like Dallas. Hi, Dow, with a T? But that's how you pronounce it. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, Am not... I the only one casually reading the Dao De Ching? He no, said, no, no. Like I think it's Dal, like Val, but with the D. Oh, like Dallas. I thought you said Dao, like Taoist. That's what. It, that's that's what it's like to be me. That's exactly what it's like to be me. Dal, like Dallas. When I went to Texas, that was a very confusing city for me. It's like, where are the temples? Um, Dal, what, what's, your, what's your cue? Um, do you think you're going to get to interview Tim Armstrong, Delancey? 
That's a great question. Oh. Very specific. <laughs> I think there was a time when... when uh, are you a Rancid fan? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's your favorite record? How come the walls? Good choice. That yeah, is, it's it's wall to wall, Dale. <laughs> it's just us. It's just us. This is Dale's moment. Be happy for someone else. <laughs> I'm 100 percent getting you doing great. I don't know why. Am I being too slappy? Yeah. Well, what's funny is um, there was a time when I, I thought it was going to happen, and then he was like, "I'll do it, but I I need someone to come with me." And then it just sort of fell off. But, Dell, very timely question, because I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a huge exercise guy now. Oh, God. I knew you were going to bring that in. Yes. As soon as he said Rancid, I was like, we're talking about the treadmill. Because Rancid (laughs) has come back into my life in a really big way because I listened to it on Freddy Treddy. And (laughs) since I've been blasting whatever a glute is, uh, no, a quad, I know what a glute is. On my treadmill, I've been listening to so much more, and I've been thinking about maybe I should. What you're saying is you'd like that to happen? I, I mean, it's, I know it's important to you, and I know it's important to me. Oh, <laughs> this is beautiful. Like, what? What a sweet man. What a sweet... Can we just... Yes. That's just like, I have, I have a sense that you're good at communicating in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, this I feel is like important to me, this was, is important to you, let's just... Uh, was balanced... <laughs> It was like sound. I feel like everything he said was sound yeah. and balanced. Wow. I already said balanced, but you know what I mean. Um, I but get, you get it. Just, just, that was just a simple question. <laughs> I love that you're How like, wrap it up, you answered. <laughs> um, speaking of balanced, this show is a little off the rails, Pete. Um, show. I would love to make it happen. I uh, I, I oh, forget what I was going to say. You've oh, been I, listening to. Did you? Yeah, that was that? it. So I yeah, love that I'll you that when you, you run because let's face it, let's tell the people you like run a mile and then you walk a mile usually or a mi- um, two I want, miles. <laughs> someone laughed. <laughs> it's funny before I heard that like kind of like Tom from Tom and Jerry style. <laughs> When I was talking to Dal, I was like, let's take a moment to appreciate everybody that you're in a room full of like really kind, sweet people because yeah. that's, that's who weirdos tend to be. And then I heard this little Chester Chipmunk <laughs> laugh at my new found passion, which is extreme running. <laughs> and yes, I'm sorry it's only one mile, but I'll let you know when it goes up. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting better every day. When you go from zero to one mile, it's not bad. Yeah. And like for the first mile, you're listening to Rancid. And I listen to Rancid. And you're running. And for the second two miles, you're walking and watching Halston. That's right. Both sides sides of myself. It's the masculine and the feminine. It's like very, it's very balanced. And by the way, you're you're totally safe to laugh. This is a very special and sweet group. Are there any other questions or topics? Because you know what would be great? Val without this guy. A hundred percent JK. Val, you did your own podcast for a while, but you didn't release it. Yeah, I didn't release it. It was called Heroin with an E. And I did, I had like, I recorded episodes with like uh, Beth Stelling and our friend Brent Sullivan and a few other people. 
And then I didn't release it. And I don't know why, really. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just like, this is working right now. And we'll see if I need to branch out later. But I'm very open to the idea of doing it. But we've been talking about this in general. You're a social yeah. person. This has I been like, like a topic in the house this week. Yeah. It w- I think if I did it outside of you, it would still be with somebody else. I just like to be, in fact, when we were in the car, I was like, this is fun. I get to like look forward to the show because there's going to be you also on the stage. But if I were doing anything by myself, I would be pooping my pants right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is. um... So I'm codependent. That's the short, that's the answer. (laughs) Too codependent to do my own. But I mean that, I'm sure you guys can relate. That's, that's like a thing is like, if you have a movie idea, we were just talking about this, you'll take a screenwriting class with like a five or six other people because you like that. And I'm only saying this so if you guys relate, I'm the sort of person that I, I get threatened if five other people are going to tell me about my idea. I'm like, fuck you. Like, you're in the way. Even if they're right, I'm just too sensitive. Yeah. But you're, you're sensitive in another way. Yeah, I'm sensitive and like, I need other people to feel safe. Yeah. And you're like, other people aren't safe. Only I'm safe. <laughs> Let's take a poll. Clap your hands if you're like me and you think, even though you like people and you hang out with them, deep, 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 deep down, you're like, people aren't really that safe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure it would be no one. I thought for sure. I was like, why am I setting myself up for this hot humiliation? And that was so wonderful and healing. And not only did you clap, you clapped enthusiastically. <laughs> and then how many people are more on Val's lovely side, which is that, like, wh- how would you phrase it? Well, I, I would say that I, I'm more afraid of being alone, and I feel way safer if I'm in right. a community. I feel safer with other people. Hey. It's like 55th. Yeah, 55th. I'd say that's like 55th. Also, to, to those of you who are, you know, don't, don't believe other people are safe, Look at that moment where other people clapped and you felt better. I so know. So we're right is what I'm saying. <laughs> you're, you're wrong and that's okay. <laughs> then I just totally shame no, you. No, it's so much better to be on my side and occasionally see the truth of your side than to be on your side and occasionally see the truth of my side. Do you think? Every once in a while you find out that people aren't safe? What a heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. No, I was thinking of it more like I get to feel safe with other people and every once in a while I get to feel safe by myself. In my... Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> in my version, I never feel unsafe. <laughs> and that seems better. That's best. <laughs> so, Val, you may have your own podcast. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Well, I was just recapping. Is yeah. there another <laughs> another cue? Another preguntarte? <laughs> How or what? How are your hearts? She hurts. Oh. <laughs> How are your hearts? She her. <laughs> so like cute. just beautiful. the best. You guys are I the really, best people I really, on the planet. It would bother me the rest of the week if I got the wrong one. So thank her. Someone thank, thank her she. for me. Thank she. Thank she for me. Oh my god. We're doing that work. What? We were like tr- talking pronouns, and then you were replacing you with they. Like, yep. like thank Well, sometimes they, you get a little overeager. We we were talking to somebody, and their daughter. Uh, oh, see, I just did. Their child is non-binary, so I. But then you get a little too excited to use it properly. Yeah. So you'll be like, 
Oh, that's that's great for them. That works. I, yeah. I can't think of an example where it didn't. You're like, how are nice like, to meet them, and it's like to them. Yeah, to them. You're like, how are they? It's like over eager, <laughs> yeah. too excited to to show love. Yeah. Um, how is your heart, Mama? Mm, let's see here. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's a good heart. Yeah, I feel I. It's been it's been beating, and that's good. <laughs> it's been doing its job, and. I've, I've been feeling good the last few days. Well, you know, the hot goss in the house is that I found out that I'm uh, full of mercury and lead. I have, like, very high heavy metal levels. And so I know, woo, woo, sugar fish. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, so I'm like, why de- don't we care about mercury? Are you guys like me and that I'm just like, I'm aware it's a thing and you're just like, let it get me, or, right? <laughs> just kind of eating a tuna sandwich at the airport, just like, I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> like, we all know it's a thing. They're like, you know, mercury, the thing in thermometers, is in the fish, and we're like, sounds fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> while you're eating a living fish, like Gollum. <laughs> and it's like, you, if you read the symptoms of, like, mild mercury toxicity, it really does feel like the symptoms of being alive like it's like occasional anxiety and depression a heavy thought stream fatigue stress you're like okay gut issues you're like all right isn't everybody going through that at all times but are we because we're all full of mercury and we just think that's life this is my new thing i think i think we're all we're all mostly metal (laughs) yeah i'm a cybernetic organism but the the I've been like relieved since I found that out because I kind of have the way my mind works is I'm like, so I'm going to do all this detoxing. Am I going to be like a completely different person? Like, am I going to be so This is one of the ways happy? you're becoming yeah, a little bit I've more like me. I've merged with you. Yeah. Because I, as you guys know, if you, by the way, does anyone not listen to the podcast? <laughs> what do a you? couple of you? <laughs> did you come with a friend or did you just take a chance? Either way, I love that. <laughs> You just took a chance? <laughs> she tricked me. She forced me. I'm glad to be part of your last date. Um, <laughs> what a way to go out. And you just took a chance? I love it. Aww. How's it going? Oh, wow. Oh, OMG. No way. That's awesome. Wow. That's incredible. And you do stand stand up comedy? Wow. That's great. Good for you. Good for you. Nice. Yeah, we definitely had a feeling that was the finale when we shot that. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I feel like, like I we think uh, we should just tie up everything we can cause... But now that you've used the word finale for coming, that's just I don't ever want to hear that word again. <laughs> Finale sounds way more like coming than it does the end of a fireworks display. <laughs> mm. I'm going to finale. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want it. Just tell me when you're going to finale. <laughs> it also is never used that way. Like in a fireworks setting, even then, it's not going to be like, all right, here's the big ones. Now we're going to finale. It's like the but finale. But then it's the finale. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Tell me when you're going to the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Much better, thank you. <laughs> um, well, now that you know that I have a podcast, there's a lot of a lot of 
maybe in the first couple years, then it's mostly Richard Rohr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It gets strangely it spiritual as, as it goes on. Has anyone listened from the beginning? A couple of you. I love that. Mm. And, and the guy who's on the date, uh, you're with a fan of the podcast, but you've never heard it? See? <laughs> I hope you're saying yes. You might be saying if. Um, <laughs> see, you ask more politely, I'll answer you. Um, why did you change to Spanish? Was it because I lashed out at you and kind of did a mean riff? <laughs> Is it because I proved myself to be an unsafe person? <laughs> like, but I play all innocent. Why are you being coy with me? Is it because I was unsafe? <laughs> um, well, I hope you enjoy it. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on it. You were on it! The first oh my God. time. Wow. You did it. That's a, what's an idea that the guy that came and, you know, gave a new thing a chance with the date. What is an idea you just want a lot of people to hear? Wait, wait, I don't understand the question. I'm just saying if he wants to be like, (laughs) look out for mercury poisoning. Oh, yeah. Or uh, be kind. I feel like that's a real... Is it? Yeah. Is that too much? I don't know. Maybe you have one, but I'm like, I would be panicking so hard right now if I were you. (laughs) Have you ever seen a ghost? Oh, yeah. Wait, are you the guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean the Because I'm in the middle guy? of something right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The 5G microchips are going to activate to the vaccine in my blood, and then what happens? Or just when will that happen? Oh, is that the It's theory? inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> and the question is, when are we going to, the Illuminati show business, um, <laughs> are we going to flip the switch that... that turns on 5G microchips that sync up... I shouldn't even be telling you this. That sync up... (laughs) with the vaccine in your blood and make everybody finale at the same time. (laughs) Uh, I can't tell you, but... I do love the numbers six and nine, so it's going to be... Conspiracies are never, like, fun things like that. They're never, like, surprise parties. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, there's a chip in you, but it's going to make you have a great orgasm all at once. It's a party. Yeah, the Illuminati should throw a curveball every once in a while. Yeah, I'm not scared of the Illuminati because I think if if that's real, Jay-Z and Beyonce are 100% in it, and I would trust them to run the entire show. Like I'm like, all right, if you guys are in charge, then we'll be okay. Who run the world? Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first draft, and Jay was like, I have a note. (laughs) (laughs) Are you, uh, now I'll ask you a question, man who asked the question. Um, are you worried about that? <laughs> Was that a Spanish no? <laughs> Did you just answer in Espanol? Everybody has to answer in Espanol for the second round of interaction. That was such a funny... Your no, and I, I mean this as a sincere compliment, had so much information attached to it. And what I got from it, I could be wrong, was... Why did you even bring this up? <laughs> like, I asked you a follow-up, and you're like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I wasting your time? <laughs> it's an interesting question. Uh, any, anybody else? I'm loving talking to you. This is like a meet-and-greet we recorded. Who is the third chair for? Uh, the guest. 
There, there he is, right? <laughs> you don't see him? <laughs> it's Jay-Z. <laughs> Well, we can bring it. It's uh, it's it's mo, mo, uh, it's yeah. yeah we'll do well, it. Do we'll it wait proper. Wait when we do it. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm saying you can Before do it now. Before we but... bring out the guests, because we should bring out the guests. Does anybody have one, uh, one or two more for us? Yes, oh. I'll answer it though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. Oh, I wow. love it. You have yeah. a great, great speaking voice. <laughs> you Not just love I... it because she called you a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a beautiful voice. What a great voice. Say more things about my fame and that voice. There was one voice. word that I really like, celebrity. That was a great yeah, voice. Can, can we hear you say celebrity again over and over? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it was very cool when we were first dating. I was like, wow, he's kind of a celebrity. And now I just don't know if I would ever use that word to describe you. <laughs> but I but you are. It's just that you are so many other things at this point to me than that. So, yeah. yeah. She turned it around. I turned it around. I couldn't turn the bus around. It. Yeah. Um but, you know, here's an interesting, I guess, kind of story about that or tidbit about that. I do feel like, you know, all of my friends and family are not in this world, live in small towns. Like, it is this, it is kind of bizarre. Like, most of the people that I know from before Pete never knew anybody who even knew somebody who was, like, in a commercial even. So, like, this was very weird. And I find that now, like, I play down if I have, like, cool stories because it just feels kind of weird. Like, it's like, you don't want to be the person that's like, I, hung, I, got, I, like, hung out with Adam Sandler yesterday. And they're like, cool, Val. We, you know, we were working and, and <laughs> living normal lives. And so I just don't talk about it most of the time. Which is the better choice. Yeah. You don't want to go, we were with Adam. He's a friend. <laughs> also, yeah. because I don't think either of us believe that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There yeah. are people in show business, and it'll break your heart <laughs> talking to them when you're like, oh, no. Like, you really bought into it. Like, I think you think that that person, like, they're just like kind of showbiz alliances a lot of times. And it's, it's actually... I'm not just trying to make you guys feel bad for not being celebrities. <laughs> that was such a funny, weird thing to say. <laughs> Did you say we are, though? I mean, some of you... Yeah, some of you might be. You, feel, you do feel bad for not being celebrities? Some of you do clap if you feel bad, like you'd rather be a celebrity. <laughs> What if it's exactly the same people that clapped for people aren't safe? <laughs> that would be That actually that, wouldn't that surprise true. me yeah. because the like the best thing being sort of famous does is make you like it, you I can drive to Boise and one out of every 300 people will know who I am and that's nice. You're at a Home Depot and someone's like, "Hey." <laughs> like that's like living in a small town. It's like a nice feeling. So you want you want free lemonade? I'm like God damn right. And they're like, I love you, Ike Barinholtz. 
Uh, okay, one more question. I get a feeling it'll be for Val, and that is fine. Although I didn't really answer how my heart is. It's feeling, it's oh, yeah. feeling pretty great. Over here. See, that's okay. the opposite. I'm loving of laughing these, like... <laughs> at my one mile goal goal sprint. Yeah, this the, there's like compliments embedded in these questions. I'm really loving it. That's really sweet. Yeah. Well, I don't. You know what? This is so boring, but I'm going to say it just in case. I I had an elliptical, and I fucking hated it. Have you ever been on one of these medieval pieces of shit? Like who? Who saw that in nature? <laughs> watching a gazelle run, but also sort of working their arms, and their legs are sort of going up, and it looks like something Michelangelo would sketch to be like, see how the proportions are all fucked up? <laughs> My point is, kind person, that I wanted something that was absolutely no, no resistance, zero resistance. So I gave the, the elliptical to a friend and I got a treadmill. And I know this is a snooze. But I was like, at least you can get on it and just walk. And I had heard of other less than motivated people doing that. And I was like, I'll do that. And it worked. Like, I thought I was just being manic. I was just like, you know when you buy something, you're like, I'm going to use that. I was like, there's like a 70% chance. I didn't mean to do an impression of you just then. <laughs> There's like a 70% chance this is just... You know when you buy a book about learning how to quilt? (laughs) And you don't realize it, but that's the whole journey. Not even reading the book, just buying the book. Buying the hope of a future where maybe you're quilting. This happens with stand-up. You buy a book about stand-up, and that's really the end of it. That's why it's kind of dangerous to buy a book about something that really you should just do. I thought I was doing that. I was like, I'm buying an elliptical just for the good feeling that this thing is coming that's going to make my life better. And then it came, and I actually did it. One was The treadmill, not the, the treadmill. elliptical. Because it was you didn't just... didn't use the elliptical. Say what? <laughs> you didn't use the elliptical. No, the elliptical... I didn't, like, the... I didn't like that you had to lunge forward to like get it going. <laughs> That was enough resistance that I would look at it and go, fuck you. Yeah, he would... I have to... Ugh, what is this, an old plane? Like, you I have, have to spin the propeller? Like, fuck off. You are so expensive. You do it. You have all these rules about working out, and it all has to do with how easy it is to get started. I just want it to be easy to get started. So we're not going anywhere where you have to drive, certainly not. Even the I'm not that- driving to a gym. <laughs> I'm not driving to a gym. I got to get in the car. I got to buckle up. I got to put it in a GPS. Got to pick music. I got to find parking. What do you think I am? <laughs> George Clooney? I can't even think of who would do that. What lunatic would do that? Who has two hours? Yeah. Who has two free hours? Yeah. No one. I'm mad. But then it gets even more detailed. It's like we have we could do the, a hike outside of our door, like walk out your door and do this hour-long hike, and you won't do it because you have to put shoes and pants on. That's right. <laughs> Guess what I'm doing on the elliptical? Sometimes I'm crying. On the treadmill. Watching Halston. Yeah. Crying. Because yeah. you can. Sometimes I'm only in shoes and underwear, which is the best. <laughs> what am I, King Ralph? It's the fucking best. If you're laughing, you're me. Uh, I also like, you've probably, maybe you've heard me say this, I like the, uh, the book on tape of it. You know how a book on tape doesn't stop, so you have to lock on? I like that if you stop running on a treadmill, you get seriously injured. 
if I'm just hiking, you can stop consequence-free. You can just call an Uber and go home. But I like that you are in real peril. So, but to really answer your question, it was Leela. Uh, I'm 10 years older than Val, so staying healthy for Val. But then it was also something Valerie said on the podcast, which she said, and I, I just think this is brilliant, there are some problems your brain, you can't fix by thinking, You're, meaning your brain can't solve them, but your body can solve them. And as soon as she said that, I was like, that's it. I'm getting, I'm getting a treadmill. And it's absolutely right. We're both... I know you've probably heard me say this before, but Alan Watts says this great line. We, we go around like tubes, like we think we're just tubes. You have an in and you have an out. And we're brains and the tube just dangles below. We just go around thinking we're just brains. But we're not just brains. We're bodies too. And, but, but I've just been so busy being a brain that when I was stressed or feeling overwhelmed or feeling anxious or scared or whatever it might be, and there's plenty of reasons to feel all of those things in any given minute, <laughs> Always. I was trying to go... full of mercury. Or be full of mercury. (laughs) I would try to rationalize why it was irrational to feel afraid or or why it was more likely that you were going to be okay or I'd watch a movie that would change my state or whatever. But really the best thing that I found, because it's so easy, you just get on the treadmill and go, is letting your body work it out. And now that I've done that, I'm, I'm completely manic for it. Yeah, your mind create kind of creates the problem and then it acts like it can be the one that solves the problem, but it doesn't want to solve the problem because it wants to stay in control. That's and right. it's like how we've said this so many times, but it's like how a duck has an altercation and then le- separates and flaps its wings to like release the energy of it. That's what exercises. Well, are you a he him? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, would you say dude if it was a they, them? No. Really? Interesting. I'm learning this. We've, we, they haven't come out yet, but there's been some episodes uh, with some enlightening people. And yeah, dude is definitely a patriarchal sort of thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. But we, we call our daughter dude, and she loves it. She thinks yeah. it's so funny. If I know and love you, I called Busy Phillips dude, and she was okay with it. Yeah. But then, like, if you don't know somebody, it's, it can be an imposition. But anyway, dude. <laughs> what was I going to say? Fuck. I'm sorry. Oh, I did ta- the thing you, you do. You did the thing I do. Um, wait, are you fit? Is that the question? <laughs> Working out. Why do you work out? Dude, I was good, and it was right for you. Oh, that's fun. That's nice. I'm sorry, is this Angel's Landing? (laughs) That's so kind. I don't think we're in danger of that. Yeah, no, I I I don't think so. Like a philosophy at that point, if you're getting really fit, that's like a like a life value, and you just—I don't think you're gonna. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but God, it was something good, something about your body. I don't know. Ducks, Ducks flapping, flapping your wings. wings. Keep Dude. going. <laughs> the treadmill arrived while my parents were in town, oh. and my we were gonna. My dad. I don't know if anybody has a dad or any older man that does this in their lives. He'll be like, I went out and I bought a hat, okay? Like these really like, they're like these aggressive okays. Like no one didn't understand what you were saying. It's like, it's not an ordinary hat, okay? It's a hat. It's a fitted hat, Peter, okay? 
sorry, do I owe you money? And then my mom does the opposite, where at Little Dom's is really loud. And my dad is telling, saying everything with okay. And my mom, to get attention, will do the opposite, where she just gets quieter and quieter. Does anybody have a mom like that? So she'll be like, and that's when I told Roberta that the only way he can... <laughs> and she's just gone. So real. And we're going like... And then my dad's like, Peter, they have steak here, okay? I'm like, and they do it at the same time. So the mom is getting quieter and the dad's getting louder and I'm leaning in and like my boob is in the spaghetti. I'm so close to your mom to hear what she's saying. And dude, I went home and got on the treadmill for the first time. And that, that's when I ran for the first time. And it felt so fucking good. The insurmountable... Not to call it a problem, but we all probably have family. That, what do you, there's nothing you can do, but the brain is going like, what can we do? And I, and I took Val's advice. I was like, let's let the body do this one. And I, Dal, I put on and out come the wolves, and I ran my fucking doughy, soft, pale legs off, and I was drenched in sweat, and I felt better. And to your point, as a comedian and as somebody who likes looking the way I do believe I, I'm not going to say believe it or not I look fine I'm just saying <laughs> I like looking the way that I do and I like fitting in I don't like looking like debonair or handsome or chiseled I don't like that kind of attention I want attention for the things I say and for being funny and for helping other people that think people aren't safe feel safe that's my thing <laughs> I find the other people who think people aren't safe and I go like check out this motherfucker and they're like <laughs> and we feel we have our little tribe and it feels good and, and we go home feeling a little bit less alone so I don't want to look gorgeous that's not the point at all but when I was running and I got off and I was like nothing has changed my parents are exactly the same why should I feel better the brain says and the body says shut up bitch <laughs> like, it's, it's not you don't need to know you don't need to know it's also you know for <laughs> you Lee understand Ra- it was talking to the okay. <laughs> I wasn't calling anybody here a bitch <laughs> let's be clear about that some of you I was calling a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't say who we also have talked about this for Leela. It's like, you know, just because, like, all bodies are beautiful, just because we happen to be this way, we're seeing the silver lining. And, like, what if we are raising a girl and we're both, like, healthy, soft people who love our bodies? And, yeah. like, what that must, that, I feel like that would be really good for her self esteem. Yeah, healthy um. and soft. Healthy and soft. That's our motto. <laughs> Healthy and soft. I have a bit about this right now. I like soft. I don't even... I'm not like... I am losing a little weight, but I'm not like, finally... Everybody in LA wants a Ferrari. I want a Winnebago with one flat tire. You know what I mean? Like, soft. Soft always wins. It's better. Soft. The light's off. Soft. You flick the lights off. Don't you want to find soft? <laughs> We should bring out the guest. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do the intro? No, no, no. I miss, yeah. Sorry that that's Most, the segue. We told you one hour was one American hour. We, it's <laughs> guys. This is one of my favorite people. We are in it for a treat. He's one of Conan's favorite people. That's how we know each other from being close with the Cones. And he's a UCB fella. And he was in a Burger King commercial. And I thought of that when we were talking about commercials. Would you start clapping right now for the hilarious Moses Storm, everybody? Moses! Thank you. Hi, Moses. Hi, guys. 
Thank you so much We're for Captain- my most notable credit, a Burger King commercial. <laughs> you could almost hear an audible people like, should we get out of here? <laughs> I don't know why that's – I've done things, but I don't know why that's so high on your like bio that you have to send to comedy clubs or other things. It's, was it? I don't know. It was a commercial that was up for a total of four hours. <laughs> Uh, no, it's true. It was uh, it was a commercial that set off everyone's Amazon Alexa. Oh. It was like, tell you about the Whopper. Uh, let me have your your home device do it. And then it was like a news story because of that. Because people were like, this is invasive. Or Matt Lauer called me invasive. <laughs> How gl- That's yeah. very glib. Uh, so then that he's somehow made it into my bio and... Uh, a big part of my personality now. <laughs> but it's great to be here auditioning for Val's podcast. No validation. It's exactly Anthony Bourdain's No Reservation is the theme song, but it's no validation. I love it. I have to do it because it's too perfect of a concept. I love that. Did you have a name for the podcast? The Unreleased Tapes? Yeah, Heroin with an E. Oh. Yeah, I really fine. wish I was I could actually spell and I would get that joke, but uh, I don't get it. It's like a it's a lady hero. Yeah, it's not oh, the drug. Fine. You okay. drop that e, you're okay. doing another drug. I love when male hosts go out of their way to bring up a comedian that happens to be female. Of uh, like it happens like they're gonna bring up a magician where they're like, okay, you guys ready for something a little different? <laughs> You guys are ready to, uh, we're essentially going to grease the floor. We're going to try something a little silly. We got a woman. It's like, it's, it's more work than just saying, like, your next comic. It's exhausting. Are you guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> going to mop the floor? Yeah. That's fantastic. There's, there's still people that have no idea who I am. People legitimately think that's like, this guy was on a Burger King commercial. He had, like, one good conversation with Conan, and then now he's here. I uh, regret saying the Burger King commercial. It only came up in my mind because you said, my friends don't even know anybody that's been on a commercial. I was yeah. like, it would be funny to say that Moses has been on a commercial. But oh, yeah. many other reasons why I'm delighted that you're here. What's the worst intro you've gotten on stage? Like a college, usually it happens, where they'll say your name first, they and always then say the entire website bio. <laughs> you right? almost did that to Moses. You almost did that. You were that's like, what it reminds Thank you. You should be hosting your own podcast. Okay, thank you. What do you think it should be called? Do you want to be on? Um, yes. Val, the documentary. So when people search for the Val documentary, your podcast will come up on Google. Oh, my God. I wanted I to call a stand-up that. album of mine Lionel Richie Live in Concert. I thought that would be fun. Yeah. Oh, smart. That would be yeah. great. Take Pete. another thing from them. White face Lionel Richie. White face him even more. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't consider more. the racial implications. White male black comic. That was my least favorite special name. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow, I didn't even think of the appropriation uh, implication. Right. To have that level of confidence, you're like, I'm pretty much accepted. <laughs> they they think that. They're out there, they're like, This guy he might be black. <laughs> this guy in the long t shirt might be black. Oh my god! <laughs> there's like there's like six people that know who I'm talking about. I don't think it crosses streams from the Largo to Comedy Store crowd. Well, you're it's different now. <laughs> what is? Uh, like there was an uh, artificial divide, at least when I first started. Of Between like there's the club store. comics and there's Largo meltdown people. Uh, you still yeah. run into yeah. that from time to time. 
Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, it's not the same thing. No, I know what you mean. Almost to a negative, though. Because, like, when I first started, I would, like, aggressively email you to try to get us on, try to get you on our, our meltdown show. And was, like, nervous, wouldn't talk to you. I was like, I've done, like, you know, two shows in a mic. But I think now, especially because of the podcast, you have this presumed intimacy with crowds where someone. You know what I mean? Where it used to be like, that's one of the elders. Don't talk to a tell. He's, he's a tell. <laughs> but now it's like, I know you, Pete. Tell your funny shit your pants story. <laughs> yeah, but when I first met you, I was still like, yes, hi. Oh, hi. that's really sweet. Yeah. I remember doing that. That was fun. That, not to say I'm like Jerry Seinfeld, but that's what he said. He said that if you see Bono at the supermarket, you leave Bono alone. But you see Jerry Seinfeld at the supermarket, you talk to Jerry Seinfeld. Because Jerry Seinfeld's in your house. Yeah. Bono's just like kind of in your house, but he's not like visiting you. I really think if you could see your unconscious mind when you're watching TV, like Jerry Seinfeld or Kramer would come in and you go, there's my friend Kramer. <laughs> like it would break your heart. There's, there is something that believes it. Like, oh good, my friends are back to see me. <laughs> I've seen them do this before. <laughs> They're so nice to do it again for me. They know I had a bad day. <laughs> Kramer's sets here at the Largo, those are wild. That that tape should be released. <laughs> what if he went off? The Laugh Factor was like the tamed down version of Michael Richards. Oh, you had to see it at Largo. Oh, you had to see it at Largo. It was it was like basically the next Tig special. The way he did it, it was so tasteful. <laughs> Yeah, but that's all that roundabout way to say it. it's uh, it's a huge honor for me to be here. Like in my head, it, well, it, like things fade away. But I was like, Ugh. that's really sweet. Yeah. Have you, have you have you ever seen a UFO or a ghost, or have you ever almost died? Uh, yeah. Speed, this is a speed round, so you have to. No, no, no UFO. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, almost died. Yes, more than four times. And what was the first in? one? Ghost. ghost. Oh, it, uh, it's a complicated answer. It sounds like, ugh, like eye roll. I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in people. I believe that in your own mind, you could believe that a room has enough energy that you yourself could manifest that. The Largo's haunted. It's haunted with I think Pete that's a Davidson, great answer. Kate, Kate Beckinsale here. <laughs> and then you would create that energy here. Wait, the ghost of Pete Davidson? Yeah. The, the lore around the Largo is just that one time that Pete Davidson was dating Kate Beckinsale for four hours, and then they came here. <laughs> and there's a photo of him walking out like, and then, and then Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. But that's the only ghost stories I've heard about this place. <laughs> Still yeah. fully alive. But I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. It, I mean, Pete Davis, it does look like if like a ghost tried to draw a person. That's what we have. And I know him. I would open for him and he would not talk to me. So it's cool. <laughs> I would open for him multiple college shows. It was really cool because just we had, we had the same agents. That's why. Oh, you opened for PDD? Yeah, at colleges. And yeah. he didn't talk to you? I didn't know what he was going through. I mean, I guess it's okay to be mean to people if you have a name for it. It's like mental oh. health. Uh, but I didn't... I, yeah. If you have a, a four-syllable word, it's totally fine. Um, 
but I do mean that. It's like I didn't know what he was going through. And a lot of what if people are mean to you or if someone's like in the crowd and they're like, oh, I don't fucking like this guy. It's a lot of your own thing that they're going through. Sure. So I, now I'm like, I have no resentment. He left me out of college, you know. Oh. He did? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, the ride. It's like, you didn't think I was going to come? Okay, okay. Oh. Yeah. He left but, you at a college? Yeah, he left me at a college. Which college? Oh, God. I, just I mean, knew the name. It would be sound like I was petty. Like, like it was the- Rhode Island, and I just kept it in my head. <laughs> it was Rhode Island, and he left me, and he brought four openers ahead of me. And I'm like, but I was paid to be the opener. Oh. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> again. This is the good shit. But, but it's, it is no beef. It's like, I didn't know what he was going through. I was just like, ah, it's the guy from SNL, and that's it. But now I know the full story. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have been more understanding in that situation. And you could have been in the car, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching someone backpedal who's looking for a mainstream career. You're watching someone. I just think everyone is energy and in love, you know. Everyone has God in them, you know. And in a way, we're all dating Kate Beckinsale. But just for four hours. Yeah. That's yeah, well, I think for the record, everybody in this room is on your side in that story. I think. Yeah, right? but I don't. I, yeah, I just think like the way that the internet is now. It's like you're asking for it. You're like looking for anything. It's like this person had a mild disagreement, <laughs> and it could get blown up into anything. Well, but we I can, do mean it. It's like yeah, I, fuck you can always take it out. That could just be for the live people. There you go. <laughs> I don't care. Come at me. I want a career. I'm going to live entirely off of gossip. <laughs> Like Perez Hilton? You know who steals? <laughs> Not jokes, but just like things that are around. Tom Segura. He's just like, he's got the money, but he just like, he gets off on stealing. Not even sexual. It's just thing of like, <gasps> what is that man? He's got like a globe, <laughs> like those spinning globes in his jacket. <laughs> he's trying to leave with a globe under he's his arm. Like... <laughs> That is a hot riff. It's a hot riff, guys. Um, yeah. When did you almost die, Mose? Uh, a couple times. Well, one, uh, so, guys, lots to unpack, but uh, we would dumpster dive for food growing up. Very poor. We'd eat from the garbage. Dumpster dive got a light applause. And then yeah. you're like, we were very poor, and they're like, oh, it wasn't like a cool hipster <laughs> wow. choice. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm so it's sorry. a difficult time. Yeah. So I, I know that you were, you were raised... Super religious, right? Super religious. And you are like, on a bus. more religious than religious people. Right. If that makes sense. What flavor? Uh, their own. Do you know you could do that? Uh, no. You could just do your own thing. You can? Yeah. It's not the Vatican, it's the Valican. <laughs> you start it. Everyone wears a pink jumpsuit. Yes. Uh, but my parents. <laughs> the lowest hanging fruit. Uh, no, I was like, I, I pride myself on getting jokes, and you're like going very, very fast. Okay, let me slow it down. Could... Let me slow it down like a Pete Davidson punchline. <laughs> Just unnecessary caddy. For someone who, like, I guess helped me out. You could have complained. You didn't have to bring me to six different colleges. He could have complained. So I guess, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think the religion's coming out where you're like, it's always me. I'm always the piece of shit. I'm sorry I got your spit in my mouth. <laughs> uh, but my parents, um, they started their own uh, cult. Or they, they helped start a cult. There was, like, three families in the cult. 
essentially it was Catholicism, but the major difference is that there should be no pastor, no middleman between you or God, except our cult leader, James. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's true. That's true. But he did it humbly of like, I'm basically like the messenger of God. I say who's in, who's out. But I, I'm also, I'm so flawed. <laughs> it's just me, James. Yeah. James? Yeah, I'm using a pseudonym from his name because his name is out there and, you know, people could look at it because there's like a news story and everything. But isn't like, I'm not Catholic, but isn't like the whole point of Catholic Catholicism like a lot of church and a lot of ritual and liturgy and buildings and posts and bishops? And saints. And saints. Yeah, so it was like essentially all that's evil. The government's evil. Going to school is evil. This is why I didn't get the heroin joke. I've physically never been to school. You've never been to school? I learned how to read and write like as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Like table reads. I bomb table reads all the time. I can barely read. Maybe 18 was the closest where I can like, oh, I get this. E is a vowel. Um, but it was against any, any uh, no friends. So Pete, uh, Pete Holmes is going to hell. And if you talk to him, your sin nature is going to be awoken and you're going to corrupt him. That face, that's going to corrupt you. <laughs> do your comedy face. <laughs> your face. Do, your do face. the face from your merch. Wait, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> what if you had a shirt? It's a big yellow shirt. Right. I mean, we're working on it. <laughs> you couldn't have friends. No friends. No so, school. No school. What are you doing all day? Uh, street preaching. We would go oh, okay. to a concert. Oh, no, you don't have to go on street preaching. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> You'd go uh, to a concert? Yelling hellfire and, and damnation. So the, the idea is like the younger the kid, the more powerful it is. So I was, I was two. I have a younger sister, but I was smaller than her. So they're like, you get out there. My dad would have a big cross covered in blood. My mom would have a neon sign that was like, you're headed for hell. Uh, no organized religion. No, uh, no school. It's all, all these like uh, essentially propaganda thing. My other siblings, I have five siblings, they would all have signs. And then I would go up to people at two years old, two feet tall. And if people were very receptive, like a kid comes up to you. Usually they're pretty shy. Yeah. You'd just be like, yeah. Yeah, you're headed for hell. <laughs> Just the most interest-catching, immediately. They're like, well, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to... No, a Christian's bad. You're going to, you're going to burn in a lake of fire. <laughs> yeah, and people are like, oh, God. Uh, so we did that a lot. I think I saw that on a billboard for American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nightmare mode. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, how, this is why I have the confidence to be on stage and talk about petty grievances in the industry. Yeah, what's going to happen to you? It already happened. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I mean, the, the the bombing, it still scares you. You'd be shitting yourself if it does it. But the fact of, like, you're going up. I don't believe in this. I'm a child. But you know you're about to ruin someone's day. <laughs> like, not only, like, just forget the religion. Like, I don't believe in religion. Now you've thought about the fact that you're going to die at That's some right. point. Right? right? When you die, you're going to go to hell. Like, oh, God. I don't know how much this elliptical is really doing for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening. Yeah, of course. 
Oh God! Of course, I am. I am horrified, and I'm yeah. really, for what it's worth, I'm really sorry, and I, I, I that sucks. Yeah, I. Well, I think the how thing did... I'm the most sorry about is it wasn't. It sounds like a bit. So raise your hand if it starts to sound like a bit. But um, I. <laughs> so at the subway is really crowded in New York, but uh, <laughs> but I, I. It is at the point where I just I wish it was more successful of a cult because at least I would have a way to monetize the grief. If you had heard of like the Renishi, if you had heard of Nexium, then it'd be like, oh, do I have a hot pitch for you, Quibby? You know, Quibi, which also sounds like a cult. It does sound like a cult. That <laughs> Join could easily Quibi. be a cult. Yeah, right. Our sermons are very short. <laughs> it's a cult. Just ten minutes at a time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay you a lot of money to be in it, but don't worry, no one will ever find out about it. That's Quibi. <laughs> Quibi's great if you've ever wanted a show that's also a secret. <laughs> What if the gas station TV costs money? Um, ah! <laughs> Five hot Quibi riffs in a row. Wait, it's my whole brand. Have now. you ever said what I if the gas station, the gas station TV? TV? That is before. so yeah. funny. Yeah, that is... I think that's what brought them down. Um, <laughs> oh it's weird God. because, I, like, I think if things would be different now, I think if you had the internet, you wouldn't get involved in a cult because you could find your tribe. Yeah. Right? But I think if it's the 80s and you're just living in Michigan and you're like, I don't want to be some suburban housewife. I don't want to just be another white person in Michigan. Let me, what's a way I could be special? And then your great uncle comes along, James, and he's like, I got this new religion uh, that came to him on a football field. Really? During a game? No. uh, Yes. So what happened is, okay. So he got hit incredibly hard on the Michigan State football field. He was like the star running back, James, the leader of this cult. We have a walkout. Um, (laughs) And uh, he got hit incredibly hard to the point where he knows his career is over. Your whole identity is football. You're the guy in the town. You get free drinks. He's being carted off the field. And just as, as he's being carted off, the heavens open up. The sky. He's never seen this before. The sky opens up. And God himself comes down. It's not God like a, like a, like a man with a beard or, or a rendering of Jesus. This is it's like pure light. It's like if you see it, you know it. This is God. God comes down and says that all organized religion is wrong and that this is the true way. And it is his job and his job alone to tell people about this the true way, spread it to as many people as possible. That is your mission. Um, At this point, I want to make sure you left, right? Because it sounds like we're about to join this cult. (laughs) Right? I mean, I think now in hindsight, it's like, oh, yeah, it's CTE. I saw God. It's like, that's clearly a concussion that he had. I see. Which is like, why I don't have any resentment towards him. It's like, if you get a concussion and and the thing you don't, you don't like kill your wife and you're like, hey, let me start a religion. That's one of the better outcomes. Yeah. Right? So I, where the fault lies is my parents being like, this guy with the brain injury, <laughs> he might be onto something here. Yeah, so he started it there, and then my mom was in the right point of, uh, she's like the one that wears the pants in the family. If we're going to do anything, she's the driving force. She's very alpha. Uh, she was the one that was like, yeah, oh, cool. 
So for most of my life, because James did this, we lived in an old Greyhound bus that my parents had converted into a home. We um, start with the bus, then America. Then America. <laughs> it's a converted joke. Yes. I mean, right? You guys get it? Only four of us got it. And a bus is hard. It's not soft like a Winnebago with a flat tire. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke that I'm aware doesn't make sense, but for some reason it works. When you can't read or write, oh boy, do you listen. (laughs) You can't take notes. You can't go back and look at your notes. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh boy, do you listen. I heard everything you guys said tonight on the way in. Oh boy, do you Um, listen. Yeah, so they, they, uh, they joined this. They, we lived in a bus. There was one other family in it. And then, uh, and then James's family. And they had 13 kids. And to the point where, again, stop me if it sounds like a bit, I think they, no one wanted to join the cult. It was just not fun. Like, hey, you can't have any friends. You can't, uh, <laughs> you can't watch TV. Wasn't allowed to do that. You, you, you got to yell at people on the street every day. Yeah, what is the sale, sales point? Right. <laughs> also, there's no, no to name. quote him, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> there's no name to it. There's no landing page. There's nowhere where it's like, we're all this. We're all Sufi Muslims. There's no name for it. Wow. So it's like bad branding. I think it was called The Way, but then a more successful cult came out called The Way. And then they just dropped, <laughs> they just dropped having a name. <laughs> The self-esteem is so low. Something's already called Australia. Okay. (laughs) You don't want to be called New Zealand? No. (laughs) Boy, do you listen. Um, Yeah, so then they, no name for any of it. And then we would go out. I I think people would like hang around for a little bit to try to get on our good side, but no one was ever accepted in, including my parents. I think a sign of a cult leader is you always keep people at arm's distance. It's a power thing. So, I mean, till this day, they're not accepted into the cult. It's like, you're saved. They're still in it? Uh, no. No. I think it fell apart at the same time that their relationship did. Like, everything in their relationship that fell apart fell apart the same time that they... Um, the, like, every issue gets exacerbated in the cult. Like, no one has joined. Literally, no one has joined. <laughs> we got all these neon signs. Uh, some of them are misspelled. My mom is also dyslexic, so one sign... I didn't, never made it out, but like, if I was doing like a joke version, there's a sign that says, you're headed for heel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I never made it out. My dad caught it. Yeah. But then there was also a sign next to it that's like, school is a sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> school and doctrine. School is a waste of time. Why were they against school? Uh, so it was a doomsday cult. So it, we were always... I always felt growing up that God is going to end the world in like 45 minutes from now. So you live in that constant state of like, what would be the point of going to school? Why would you get a job that would take care of your kids? Why would you fix the bus? Why would you not put the septic tank under the bus? And And where did that come from? Was that, wait, what? (laughs) Well, the toilet in the bus uh, was on this like three foot platform. And then there was no door of any kind, no window. So it would just be the center of the bus and it was on this platform that you'd have to, like, get up on to, like, shit. And then, because you're supposed to put a septic tank under a bus, but my dad didn't know how to do that. So he's like, ah, oh, just build a platform for it. So you would shit into the facade of a toilet, and then below is just, like, a Tupperware bin. <laughs> and then you'd take it out. 
So when the bus starts to smell like death, time to empty that that tank. It's so weird that you couldn't get people to join this. I know. <laughs> people would ask for tours in the bus, and they would be like, like one step inside, like. I think I got it. I got Thank it, you. yeah. I'll just do independent study on yeah. this. <laughs> was that part of it, come back to the bus? Yeah, well, because we being They were proud. proud of the bus? Yes. <laughs> My dad, no, no, no money. He refused to put any money in it. It was instead relying on found parts, like anything that's like in the trash. But it's very rare that someone will throw out all of the working parts to a kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> so everything was always broken. And then we would show up. There'd be a bunch of Winnie, Winnebago's in these campgrounds. It's all like elderly people that have retired and like, oh my God, kids. And they can't wait to talk to you. And it's like, oh boy, do I have a turn for you. <laughs> You're not going to like these kids at all. <laughs> these are the children of the corn at this point. What's your favorite cartoon? Cartoons are for the devil. <laughs> You're about to die. You're about to go to hell. Yeah. So they were asked for tours inside the bus because the outside also looked like an in-service bus. Um, it's essentially like, a, like an Arrested Development joke of like, you're going to get hop-ons, but if we did stop near a bench, people would, would like check it out to be like, should I get on? Yeah. I now understand what you're saying. People yeah. thought it was just a bus that they yeah, could take to bus. job. Yeah. But instead of like where the number three, when it had those like rolling signs at the like the very top, it just said like Jesus died for your sin and his blood is on your hands. It was like that. So that people would look at that and be like, that's not the number three. <laughs> or they'd be like, Greyhound has gotten very strangely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, people try to open the door. If we stopped like near, like if you're like two cars behind the bus stop, like that's probably the bus. Yeah. Oh Whoa. Gosh. Yeah. And how did you get out? Uh, in in general, I think so many things fell apart. I mean, we were never. So I always get jealous of cult documentaries because there's episode two. Or there's the end of Act One in the documentary where they, the cult has this, like, all is well, things are expanding. Uh, oh, my God, so many people joined up. People that had a year's worth of grief finally unloaded. Uh, we got a compound. We never had that heyday. We never had a moment of success. You were just a failing cult. You know the people you started with in Boston and they're still doing, like, chip chop Wednesdays at 5 p.m.? And you're like, give it up. You have to stop. You're, you're 41, you look 58, you have to stop. It's sad. Oh, he's texting is weird. You... Oh, my God! It was that. That oh was, if the cult God. was a person, to be that guy for Boston. We never had a moment of success. Oh, it's just, that was the funniest. <laughs> so specific for me. Yeah. I li- also listened to the show. What a talent yeah. you are. Um, so it how just, long did yeah, it go, go for, though, before it really fell apart? Um, so the bus was like a big part of like, oh, shit, we get to move around a lot. But we never moved. We just went to Ohio and then Florida. <laughs> There's a thing called Reserve America where you, uh, you can stay at a campground for a dollar a day. This is like the 80s when they're like, no one would do, or no, the 90s. Um, so my dad found two campgrounds within two miles of each other, and we would just oscillate between the two campgrounds. And people would be there, like we just we just came back from uh, Arizona. We saw the Grand Canyon or whatever. And like, where'd you guys been? We're like, we're, you've been down the street. <laughs> There's a great Tom Thumb gas station. Uh, so we did that for 12 years. We would street preach, and then um, 
12 years? Yeah. It's so casual. 12 years. This we sounds did that like for 12 a, years, and That sounds like a two-year endeavor. Yeah. Pooping in yeah. the Tupperware, no one joining, 12 hard ones? I don't, again, I don't think it would work now. When you don't have the internet, and the cult leader, they were successful. James was successful. His eight kids, I think it said 13. It was eight kids, but it was like 13 of them all together because there's another guy there. The numbers are off. Don't look it up. Cut that. <laughs> Pete Davis is a piece of shit. All right. It's uh, it, like it made me like Mulaney less. Um, how could you associate? It's the company you keep. I will fight Mulaney. Um, <laughs> again, I really want to have a mainstream career, and I don't mean any of this. I, I, I like, tried really hard today on a freeform audition. It's a network that's bad. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, so... Uh, You're like high-speed internet. I'm dial-up. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, so I think if you, knew, if you knew it now, you could look it up and be like, oh, he's not, he's not doing well. Uh, also, no members. You could see like a physical number. You could see like you should get out of stand-up. You're not getting Instagram followers. No one's watching your TikTok videos. If you're always moving, if you're always around, it's the mid-90s now. There's no... It's hard to put a number on something, especially when you have no home. Uh, someone took a chair. Something like. <laughs> it's not like someone unscrewed it and then popped. We're waiting for, it's waiting your for dad. a big laugh. This will be great on come. the bus. <laughs> it's my dad. He's like, we need, a, we need a new toilet. Takes one of the theater chairs, cuts a circle out. <laughs> you, you hear the saw? And then a quiet male voice goes, does anyone have any Tupperware? I got something brewing. How clean is your butt? <laughs> he referenced my bit. Yeah. I've, I've licked a butt, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I don't like my butt licked, but not because of like a taboo thing. I just It's just because I'm ticklish. <laughs> Like, 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 massages aren't enjoyable. Like, I'm a ticklish person. Oh, just that ticklish? Even cuddling, I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Like, something happened to that dog. Like that. Yeah. You ever try to pet a dog? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> something happened. Something happened yeah. to that dog. <laughs> it's a very, very cryptic sentence. Something that's happened. The, that's, the, that's like baby shoes for sale. You, it's like the name. <laughs> It's the name of your album. Something happened to that dog. dog. (laughs) But then I'm calling myself a dog and I'm co-opting black culture because in rap music they originally said dog. White male (laughs) dog of a comic. (laughs) White male black dog. (laughs) You are. Wow, I would have to listen to this podcast again on half speed because this is. (laughs) Yeah. A lot is happening and I'm loving it. So we, yeah, we toured around. We stopped street preaching after a while. Like we couldn't take, my dad got arrested once, but it was almost like a thing. It was like a badge of honor if you can get arrested. Why was he arrested? Uh, He was just blocking the road. (laughs) That's it. They asked him so kindly. Just imagine a white guy that looks like me. He's my age. Yeah. So, uh, 31. No, he's a little older, but looks exactly like me. He's got a big neon sign. You're headed for hell. He's got tracks. He's got this big fanny pack of stuff. And uh, he was outside of Lollapalooza in Chicago, and he was just blocking this road. And they're like, oh, sir, you can demonstrate. It's like freedom of religion and everything, but you seem to be over there. And he was like, no. Because James would always get arrested, he'd be in Spain, uh, they'd be in Mexico, and they would actually get arrested because there's not the same freedom there. He wanted something to say to him. He wanted this like cool thing. 
to be accepted. He wanted to be arrested. He wanted to be arrested. At um, Lollapalooza. Yeah. So the, yeah. <laughs> so he got arrested. Um, he, he calls the campground with his fun, one phone call. I'm, I'm a kid, and they're like, uh, we didn't have a car at this point, besides the bus, but we couldn't like take our home. Uh, so we had to like borrow someone's uh, from the campground. We car. have to take dad. We have to take our home to dad. We, we don't gotta have, take. We our don't have to home. take dad home. We need to avoid take the- benches. Yeah. <laughs> We're late. But we. The problem is, it took so much longer because we had burned every bridge in the campground. Because we'd be at the campground, we'd be telling old people to their face, like "You're going to hell. It's a matter of time. Satan has your soul." So no one wanted to give us their car at 1 a.m. <laughs> Who knew? You know? So they basically just left us here, like an like a SNL comedian that just leaves. <laughs> if he offered me it tomorrow, I would open for him tomorrow. <laughs> this would be good for my brand. Um, yeah, so then we... Yeah, the woman at the counter told us, like, she read, like, the police report. And, like, apparently he was just, like, blocking a road. And then we stayed the night under, like, the jail steps of uh, the waiting room. Uh, and then we waited for him to get out. And I was, like, convinced in my head that they were going to kill him in there. Yeah, I was just like, jail, that's, like, where you go to die. Because uh, I think James would play up the stories. And it, granted, he was, like, locked up overseas. So, like, there were some gruesome stories. So, in my head, that was the only... You know, jail system I had in my in my mind. I'm not trying to be funny, but did you also think that the world might end while he was in jail? Yeah, I was like, well, that's great because God's going to rapture him out of there, and like that's really that's like really comforting at the time. Like but that's powerful. Isn't it going to be the smallest rapture? <laughs> yes, because also this makes me so anxious to this day. Only. Eight will be saved. Like in the days of Noah, only few will be saved. And I would scour that text. I'm like, how many people are saved in the days of Noah? Eight. So if that's James, it's his wife. I mean, two of those kids are incredible. Oh, God. There's so many more kids. I had all this anxiety. And then uh, the, this, like, the confidence that gives me like, the ability to do stand-up, I was like, if it's going to be someone from our family, it's probably going to be me. <laughs> That is a comedian looking at the Old yeah. Testament. Yes. It's probably, I'm probably the most special person in this green room. These people have more credits, but I'm on my way up. Uh, yeah. So then their relationship... Were you just riffing on our green room? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was listening to things way before the show started. Yeah, I have like the daredevil uh, hearing, but I also can see. Wow. That's, That's, the show did so bad on Netflix, people don't even get that reference. <laughs> That's a little bit of a synchronicity. Last night I was thinking about how we, you all skip the intro. to I, I, may, I riffed on that earlier. Yeah. I said you skip the intro. And the Daredevil intro was really good. Oh, like the song. It yeah. used to be that if you made an intro like Family Matters, it's like, would you like millions of people to see this millions of times? And now you work for nine years on the Daredevil intro, and it's like, would you like everyone to see this once? Yeah. And then never again. And then on the finale of the whole series, out of respect, one more time. Right. It's, oh, my God. And the credits, too, are just like, next episode. Oh, yeah. I'm the fucking uh, production designer. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. Or you're the great song that really caps it off. Right. Or I like- you're Panavision. There's not enough love for Panavision. <laughs> it's the last thing. Uh, my girlfriend's a director, so we have to watch the credits. Who? What's that? My girlfriend is a director, um, and so she will have yeah. to watch the credits on everything to like respect the arts. 
But in my head, I'm like, let's fucking go. Also, <laughs> <laughs> we're watching, we're watching, Fuckboy Island. <laughs> we don't even see everything. <laughs> but they can't say Fuckboy, even though it's HBO. They have to say F Boy, and it really stops the. Sh- it hurts the show. <laughs> Yeah, it hurts. Like if you were like felt like you had this like inner connection with someone. Like well, I'm also a comic. I'm also a comic. We don't leave our brothers behind. And you got left in Rhode Island. <laughs> the most petty person. Uh, yeah. So he got arrested. That was probably like the height of our success because that was a thing to tell James about. Um, and then without airing too much, I, I okay. This is a real question. This is gonna be boring for them. But how do you? How do you scale, like, uh, talking about your family when it's people that did not sign up to be public figures? Val? I talk about Pete's family no. all the time. <laughs> so, was... you know what's a funny social security number? It's when people have Hilarious. 29092. I was going to say, Val, do you want to say the Anne Lamott quote, or do I? Oh, Yeah. Well, Anne Lamott has a really great thing. She's talking about it in writing, but it, it could apply yeah. to any public thing where she's like, it's, I'm, I'm not going to get it word for word, but it's like every, you own everything that happened to you. If people didn't want you to, if people wanted to write, wanted you to write better, they should have behaved better. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. If I did not want to be left at the college, I should have behaved better. <laughs> I'm fault. That's no, so funny. You called it back the last time, and I yeah. was like, I think we both found the limit. Yeah. You can't call it back enough for I me. I cannot call it back. But then you did it one more time, and it was like, no, we're, we want yeah, more. We want do, more. Do we you know when you learn that on stage, where if you keep re- repeating the behavior, it eventually loses the laugh, and, and then, then if you do it enough, you'll be like, it's funny because he's testing our patience. <laughs> And it also works on me every time. Like, I'll watch Rory, and I'm like, hey, he's having so much fun with that zipper. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we did that uh, for a little bit. And then, but my question is, like, I I don't know. Because it was like, this happened as recently as Tuesday. My older brother was like, hey, um, I I get that your special's about to come out, and you're about to, like, do that if you're going (laughs) to, if I brag. (laughs) It's coming out in CISO. And, uh, <laughs> or worse, iTunes. <laughs> um, Where is it really coming out? Uh, HBO. There you go. Yeah. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Ever heard of it? Mike, do you mic the crowd for the podcast? Can people hear <laughs> yeah. that people were clapping? <laughs> They'll know. <laughs> you know, you do put your hands together and it's like, just I'm mic'd, I fucking crash, but it's just me, V. <laughs> um, <laughs> At this point, you guys have melted away. We're doing incredibly inside things. Um, okay, so, yeah, it is a thing of, like, these are things, one, it's like, this thing happened to me. This is my story. There's a way of taking control over it. If I can monetize my grief into something, then it'll feel like payment for the unspeakable. It'll feel like I, it happened for a reason. Because yeah. right now, it just feels like, yeah, it was fucked up. I mean, I look like fucking this. Like, I should have... I should have been, like, talking your ear off about, like, crypto right now. Uh, but instead, like, I could barely read or write, so I'm, like, doing my best on this. It's like, ooh, this is talking time. <laughs> but it is a thing of, like, I do feel bad for my siblings. And the issue that came up was not that I was uh, uh, embellishing. It was, like, if you're going to say it on stage, don't sugarcoat it. Say that actual abuse happened. 
because that's bad for me because I've told my significant other what happened and now if it doesn't match with your public record, your story, now they think I'm less than. Or if you do go out there and you say something of like, here's this incredibly specific fucked up thing that happened to us, uh, maybe they don't want that known about them that they had a parent like that. Right? Of like now someone's girlfriend's mom's best friend is like, I heard Moses on the Val podcast. <laughs> it was better than... The, uh, uh, you made it weird because he really went in depth. He felt more comfortable. This is pink jumpsuit. Um, and then, so then they, now they have to deal with the, oh my God, that's so... I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Right. Because yeah. Yeah. it's like a big family. There's a lot of interconnectivity. I yeah. understand. So the Anne Lamott quote doesn't fully cover what you're asking. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting because the whole special is about my family and everything that happened to us, but it's a lot to hold because I'm not just holding my own grief. I'm holding everyone else's story. People that are trying to get out of this and just forget about it and be an incredible father. It's like almost a rebellion. Mm. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll show you. We're going to get our kids in school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. Yeah. So I always like taper things back now because I understand that they didn't sign up for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's not like, you know, talking about Pete Davidson, like that's someone that signed up. For <laughs> that was a real one, but people just as a lab, they called it back. But anyway, my, so that's all to say, you know, he can dispute this. This is just my side, but my dad is someone that is um, at, le- at the very least bi. He was bi when they met, and then uh, he was incredibly guilty about that. It's a sin. In at least Catholicism that he was raised in, if you're gay, it's like that's the worst thing that could happen. So he was like, I gotta fix this. So he hooked up with his bandmate, uh, the drummer in his band. And the first time that they had sex, they had my older sister, Faith. And uh, that's how they got married. They had to. So (laughs) that's why they were together. So of course they would divorce. Of course it would fall apart. He's wrestling with this other side. He's not allowed to be himself. Um, they had sex at least five times. Every time they had sex, they had a kid. Wow. <laughs> if you see my parents together, it's like they've never touched. It's so awkward. It's like, like in line, in line with like, a, like at a bank with someone, like it's like the rapport. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they they fell apart because she was like a uh, hot mom. Is there a better way to say that? I think that's perfect. MILF, maybe? MILF, yeah, MILF. Yeah, I can't get rock hard unless I think about her. <laughs> you know, it's sort, of, it's sort of like this age gap is kind of hot. It's like, you know, it's like when Pete Davidson was dating Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> can't, this guy can't let it go. It's like, it's on the merch. I once opened for Pete and was left, but I won't leave you hanging with your change for this merch. <laughs> Wait, this shirt's incredibly out of context. I have to explain this and wear it? And then there's another shirt that says you're going to heal. Yeah, you're going to heal. That would be a good merch shirt. I did not think about that. Well, uh, I, I, I go, what, what, what do you got? So she's a hot mom. The kind of mom where we would be out, we'd be street preaching, and people are like, damn, girl, look at that fucking junk. Like, yeah. That's an Asian guy, by the way. That's not... I'm not doing that. Um, like, like cat-called vigorously. She had bleach blonde hair. She had... Um, she was yet to have fake breasts, 
but she was incredibly in shape. She ran like you. She would. She would look at your elliptical. She'd be like, "Oh fuck you." <laughs> You're saying she would have notes more... on your body. Let's say that. She'd have what? She would have notes on your body. I see. Hypercritical of her own appearance, weight. This is why I had blonde hair growing up. She didn't want anyone knowing that she herself was not a natural blonde. What? So she date, died. She young. died all five of the kids blonde as like a cover story to be like, oh. fucking try me. Yeah. I don't know why that's the worst part. <laughs> it is, oh. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to have your own show. Because you're 12 and you are like, I'm going to die. I hate everything about myself and your body. And now it's like you're putting, uh, this is right. Like you put hair dye on and then you put like a plastic bag over your head. Yeah. So it heats it up. Yes. You obviously know. Uh, so I was like, is this hot? Can we take it off? Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, oh, maybe I could send it to you. Like, it could be in the listener notes, but I could show you a photo of it. You guys won't get it. But yeah. <laughs> essentially, she was a hot person. Uh, her identity, at least in high school, was like being incredibly attractive. And then to not have a partner that, uh, I don't know, that's physically attracted to you, I imagine could feel like, uh, like hell. It could feel like a prison. Heal. Yeah. Yeah. Heel. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Why didn't I see She must that? have been going through heel. <laughs> That's one of those rare ones that, like, I like you less because you came up with it. <laughs> I wish, like, in a very real way that I had said that. Fuck you. I love that you're just... This is an odd moment. I've never looked at somebody scrolling for a picture of their hot mom and their... Oh, no, no, this is me. <laughs> oh, it's you. I'm not going to include Whoa. her. Like, I have a video I sit is... on stage, but I blur her face because it's, again, not someone... Wait, this is you? Yeah, wow. that's me. That's 13, by the way. So I'm also a late bloomer. And, like, beautiful. Can I say? You were, like, yeah, a you be- do, For you, them, you can you, be- like, give a comparison of, like, a celebrity? I would say... Oh, yes, I can because, like, you, uh, you look like a celebrity. It's like a little bit like young um, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Like, but young, that like horse movie that she was in. My it. younger sister is like, she's, she's like a year and a half younger than me, but uh, we look a lot alike and she's a little bigger. So people would go, oh my God, you guys are like the Olsen twins. <laughs> yeah. But Wait. not like mean, like they thought, like nothing is meaner than what some people think a compliment is. Yeah. Right? Yes. You're like Val Kilmer if his legs got broken and he had sex with a horse. And in there, that's so much mean. Like, you fucking suck. It's because uh, they think they're being vulnerable. They're, you know. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I, people thought I was a little lady person. So I have yeah, all these issues now with masculinity. Oh, I'm like, sorry. I, like, I, I, like, worried that I'm sitting this way. Really? Yeah, because this is traditionally, like, a feminine way to sit. Yeah. Um, and especially in the religion, it's like men are men, men don't cry. The F word was thrown around a lot growing up. Really? That wasn't a sin? Who wanted to yeah. dress you? Or, I mean, you're oh, wearing uh, a necklace. Not, not and... fuck, the other one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, wow, what, that was just like a random detail. Thank you. you for... yeah. I was telling you before. Yeah. yeah. That's a good house. You put people at ease. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whose idea was that? Because you guys couldn't see the photo, but it really is like long blonde hair, necklace, and a like a tank top. Yeah, the tank top, the swooping neckline. The yeah. photo shoot was free because the woman at the end, she said, oh my God, the boys are going to go crazy for this one. Oh. And my mom was like, what? He's a boy. And your dad was like, yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the star player. The, the Scotty Pippen of this podcast. <laughs> 
doing the heavy lifting. Meaning she's not t- tipping either of <laughs> us. <laughs> no. We, 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 like we know that. nothing about basketball. We just know the last dance because it's an incredible drama. Well. <laughs> us soft boys. Us Winnebago's with a tire of like, oh my God, the drama. I, I watched it twice. What an arc. What an arc. Oh. What a story. So I look like a little lady person. My parents are, my dad like weasels his way into a construction job. He's like, I built a, our home. Not like telling people on the construction site what it looks like. Does the toilet flush? Hey, no more questions. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Are we putting out donuts when you're losing weight? Yeah. Um, so then, uh, so then they, they like silently divorce and we're in Panama City, Florida. So my mom gets heavily overcorrect into the club scene. Club La Vila is a very famous club. Any reality show you've ever seen that's shot in Panama City, they immediately go to Club La Vila. It's like the trash. Like Panama City in general is like if you can't afford to go to Cabo and you're too drunk for the Jersey Shore, <laughs> essentially your Honda Civic could get you to Panama City. So it's a very trashy, <laughs> trash in paradise type of thing. So she leans heavily into the um, spring break world, post-divorce, not-divorce. As a way to just like get loved of like, yeah, like I fucking worked my ass off for this body. Um, and then she enters a wet t-shirt contest because that's what happens there. And she's very fit. So she gets, it's very mean. Like no one said this before, but sometimes women can be very mean. And they're like, uh, yeah, I mean, you're very fit, but you have like no breasts. So she gets a breast augmentation. Wow. <laughs> just like... <laughs> And she had no friends. The religion wouldn't allow it. They didn't say anything about silicone, baby. (laughs) Uh, So they eventually divorce. And in the divorce, there's actually paperwork with this. My mom gets custody of all five of her children, provided that my dad gets custody of the bus. Like... I sh- it's like a line in the Don't divorce settlement. Don't say I shit you not when talking about that bus. Yeah, <laughs> I shit you not. Rubbermaid. Yeah. I shit you not a working toilet. <laughs> I shit you not. No working toilet. So then they divorce, and at that same time, the, the cult... It's almost like... It's almost too, too, uh, too generous of a word to call it a cult. I mean, like you need a group, not just three families, that made a bunch of members. The physically. bad dinner party, yeah. 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 Um, and then, I mean, this is all available online. And again, this is not my story. So it's like, I don't want to do too much on it because it's like incredibly uh, awful and it's their grief. But um, one of the members of the cult, and again, all growing up, I thought that I was going to die, not only from the end of the world, but it was taught that kids are born pure. And the older you get, the more you get corrupted by Satan. So in my memory, and again, because she can't speak for herself, my mom has no recollection of this. I remember her saying things like, I wish I could drive this car off of a cliff right now so that I could save you kids. And what's haunting is it's not like out of anger. It's like out of, it's out of love. We know what that sounds like when someone loves you. It's a different tone. The voice is different. So I remember that. And again, because she can't speak for herself, she has no recollection of that. But I remember that vivid as as you get older and i had this anxiety too about like fuck the older i get oh i can't fucking turn eight i'm going to hell baby um so then in 2001 this was the biggest story of 2001 (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, weirdos, this is not an ad. I am just uh, popping in here to drop a quick little warning. Moses is about to tell a detail in a story that some uh, listeners may find troubling. And uh, because I'm a sensitive person, uh, we've never done this before, but I was like, I'm just going to drop in a little warning to say, hey, if you would like to skip, it, it won't take away the fluidity of the story. You'll still understand everything that's going on. But if you want to skip forward maybe one minute from this moment, uh, you will you'll you'll skip that sensitive part. Otherwise, just keep listening Uh, here. I'm just buying a little time if you're in your car and you're looking for that button because you do want to skip forward or just keep it playing as it goes. Hope you're enjoying. And here we go back with Moses Storm. Um, but, uh, the other member of the cult, they were living in Texas. Um, the husband was at work. He worked at NASA and the wife who, who struggled with mental illness, just like my mom does, uh, which you're not allowed to see a therapist in the religion. Cause that's again, a middleman between you and God while her husband was out. Uh, she, she drowned her five kids, uh, one by one. Yeah. And then called him very calm. And at that point, everything unraveled where, James was called in um, to to testify because the defense was trying to make the case of that she's insane and that this guy poisoned her brain with this with this ideology. Uh, so he never goes in to testify. I think he is on Dateline. Uh, he gets interviewed, which we all watch. We're like, holy shit! This is like it was a weird feeling because it was like, oh my god! Like we're on the map. It was the first like success that we had under the most extreme tragedy. So at that point, they kind of denounced James, but uh, very unofficially. And uh, my dad's way out of the picture. Like, he doesn't even send child support anymore. Um, but I, he, okay, so for the record, he, he wants people to know, because he saw a set I did on Conan, Bragg, uh, where I said he didn't pay child support. And he's like, you can't, you can't go on TV and say that I didn't pay child support. It's very bad for me. Because then people are going to know that he didn't pay child support. <laughs> and he goes, for the record, I was paying and then I stopped paying. So <laughs> That's more gooder, right? That's better? <laughs> and he also was like, it's very hard if you don't pay child support. I mean, you think you have it bad. Uh, if you don't pay child support, he's wanted by the state of Florida. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know you could be. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, so he's like, I can't lease a car. Every man's dream to be upside down on a Kia Sorento lease. And then he goes, also, I, I can't get a passport, so I can't go on the cruises that I want to go on. Oh he's like, in the, in the international cruises, they have better food. And it was almost like, like a perfect joke had landed <laughs> where you could say that perfect sassy thing of like, oh, because you didn't pay child support, you didn't have all the food that you wanted. Mm, got it. <laughs> <laughs> or a dumpster diving guy, yeah. I could only imagine what it would be like. Oh my um, god! So everything unravels uh, with that. I mean, James comes back like seven years in and essentially gaslights us. Seven years after that trial, I was like, well, "What are you guys doing? You guys are aren't you? Don't even have jobs. You're not in the work system. You gotta you gotta get into the workforce." And we had never had like a real job. It was always scams. We would go through people's garbage and then set up makeshift yard sales outside of people's homes. Because there's, that, there's the, the grass, that's someone's yard, the sidewalk, and then the strip of grass before the curb. That's technically city property. So we would go to like a nice neighborhood, like a Beverly Hills, but in Florida, 
and then set up a sale just on that little strip of grass to be like, fucking try to kick us out. It's all legal. Um, so then, uh, yeah, everything unravels from there. James comes back seven years later and is like, you guys should be working. I get a job at a grocery store, and I got a job at this grocery store because it had a trash compactor, meaning you can't dumpster dive in a grocery store with a trash compactor. So I was like, well, that's great, because I'd be humiliating if people were like, we saw your mom outside. She was in the dumpster. So I got a job here, Stater Brothers Grocery Store, and um, there, it was my first time being around people, you know, because it was like, oh, this is, you know, it's not taboo. I'm supposed to be meeting coworkers. And I fell in love with this girl, and then just, I, I, I 100% believed in God. I 100% believed that I, up until this point, I was going to hell. And then just saying these things out loud, like I'm saying them to you now, just to this like sweet 17-year-old girl, everything unraveled. Ah. And I was like, the thing I feel about you, the love that I feel for you, that's true. And it doesn't matter how much intimidation, how much physical abuse I've been through, uh, knowing what I feel about you, I, that's the first like true feeling, that's love. And if this religion says that I'm not allowed to feel this way or that this is wrong, there's no way that's correct. And that's how I got out. Aww. Wow. Yeah. What a fucking, we have a young baby and you have us in, forgive me, rapture. Yeah. <laughs> um, How old is this kid? It's 1030. Ah, <laughs> hilarious and also, also very dark. Also deeply sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah very awful. sad. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me, have you read the short, it's a John Updike story called A&P? Again, you have to stop there with have you read. Yeah. <laughs> Is there I an audio book? Do I have a credit before I forgot to cancel Audible so you still get the credit but you don't have to pay again? Hilarious. <laughs> um, I read uh, Education. There's this young woman uh, grew up in, in Utah with a very similar situation as far as like the, the, the physical abuse and the, like, the, the isolation. That's the closest I've, I've felt. But anytime someone explains their religion, I'm like, my dad was Catholic and he liked to drink. I'm like, you guys got to drink? <laughs> so... Uh, there's always this separation between me and people. And it's, it, it's not a problem if I'm, like, talking to you back in the green room and you're, like, listing your credits or whatever you were doing earlier. <laughs> I absolutely was. There was a, it was called Crackle, and you have to understand the time. Bragging yeah. <laughs> about Crackle. But you have to understand the time. <laughs> it was 2015. We didn't know what we were doing in the digital market. Um, but I can hide. I can hide. I can hide all of this shit if it's just like a friends thing. Where it really comes out is when you're in a romantic relationship with someone. Mm. Up until the girlfriend I have now, and I mean much to the ire of her even now, like what we deal with is the separation that you could never understand mm. what I've been through. And it's this weird like bravado that is so fucked up you wouldn't even understand. I'm like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I already look like Joaquin Phoenix's reflection in a spoon. Uh, <laughs> they're connecting it. Wow. Uh, wow. But when you're that intimate with someone, and I don't know how early you guys got into like your shit. Mm-hmm. I think you were pretty open before you 
met each other, like you were involved, mm-hmm. it is a constant battle to let someone in and to say out loud, hey, I just need time alone. I was never alone growing up because we were on top of each other in bunk beds that my dad forgot to measure the height of a mattress for before he built. So it was about a nine-inch clearance. You got to measure for a mattress if you're building bunk beds. <laughs> and you can't. You yeah. Mattress, you go, oh, I don't know, we fit. Oh, that's enough. Um, so, like, with her, I mean, we constantly deal with this, and it's even hard choosing a therapist of, like, yeah, yeah you probably had some tame shit. Uh, which is a shitty attitude to have, but um, there's always the separation between me and everyone I meet. What about other... I'm not trying to solve your problems. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if there are other people, not the same thing, but in a similar religious trauma, survivors. You yeah. Know? Anybody like that in your life? I, I honestly watch these Netflix documentaries and like they get their own special, and I'm like I'm jealous of these cults. In a real way, I'm like, you fucking, you had orgies? Like, this is fun. So, you had a compound? And let me guess, the compound was a former school, so it had toilets. Got it. Uh, but no, I mean, I, and I think now it's, it's the hardest time to ever be a former cult member because cults are hot right now. It's like, a, it's like a topic for general meetings. It's like vampires in the 2000s. <laughs> Oh, good. Right, because it used to be like, oh, you're in a cult that's fucked up. Now it's like, which one? <laughs> Does, is it on Wondery? Is it on, yeah, what's it on? Like, yeah. It's this expectation now that that's, your life is now digestible for entertainment. Mm. Yeah. Your family's trauma, your trauma, your shortcomings, the fact that you do this job. Because essentially, it's bullshit when people say, this comedy is the only thing I could do. But in a very real way, this is the only thing I can do. Of course, I could work at Taco Bell. Anyone could pass that test. But if I want to support my siblings, I want to support the people that I love and actually make more than two figures, this is the only thing I can do. Put on a little show. Yeah. Because you don't have to read. You know, everything I've gotten audition wise, I've, I've gotten because of improv and it's not cause I'm better than the writer. It's a defense mechanism. If I don't have to read your words and sound those out, then I can truly perform. Wow. Wow. I know it's heavy, but it's beautiful. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's wow. beautiful. Moses, I can't. How much am I being paid for this? <laughs> can I monetize it's, my grief? It's one figure. And the most fucked up part. <laughs> Imagine going through all that and you're still petty about Pete Davidson. <laughs> I mean, you've given us a lot of lines. I could have said goodnight, let's say keep it crispy and we could all close. But I, I just want to say even though I don't think anyone can relate, certainly one for one. And even yeah. the people listening to this when we release. Uh, but for some reason, what you're saying resonates. You know what I mean? The human feeling that you experienced... The circumstance is different. I'm not trying to fix you. I'm just no. saying it's beautiful, and you're sharing it, and that's going to heal you. And you're not alone. I'm not trying to put a bow on it. I, 100%, Everyone knows the people that have come up to me, if you're listening feelings. to this, the people that come up to me after, I'm like, oh, my God, my mom did that same thing, or my dad did that. It's like the first reaction is like, well, fuck you. That's my original story. And then later I'll process that. And it feels so good that other people have been through it. And even outside of the circumstantial similarity, I'm saying, is a human similarity. Yeah. That you should really feel part of an emotional 
fraternity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everybody here doesn't have that, those horrors. But we feel the same stuff. And we're feeling it now for you and witnessing that pain. So yeah. thank you for sharing it. Yeah. Thank you. Imagine if you're just visiting L.A. and you're like, you know what's hilarious? The Largo Theater. I'm, I'm from Michigan. I just want to wa- unwind, watch a show. I hear Kroll does these voices. What's that now? <laughs> what you even doing? And then I come in and go, no, things weren't always easy. <laughs> but that's so funny. And yeah, thank you for saying that. I mean, this stuff does help. It's a weird thing, and it's an unhealthy way to live, to like get your audience's approval for your shame. Because uh, make no what? mistake, it's not a thing like I'm excited to talk about. It is still something I'm ashamed of. Mo, any port in a storm, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, what, you don't have the, none of us have the luxury. Take the healing and the love where you can get it. Is it weird that I... Why is it any different? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I feel like it I is. I feel like you're trying to corrupt me through Satan. <laughs> <laughs> the, older, the longer I sit here, the older I get, the more evil I get. But I 100%, yeah, that's only like you say a joke so I can actually say the thing that I actually mean of like, that's honestly very nice of you to say. And that is healing. It's a weird thing to have this artifice, this blob right here, uh, to be realizing these things and to understand that. But um, I think you got to take it when you can get it. And that does mean a lot to me yeah. in a very real way. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. We do end yeah. with a light <laughs> question. <laughs> do you think you do you want to do it? Have okay. you ever shit your pants on an airplane? It's yeah. not <laughs> far from that. <laughs> oh no. Or we can just have- Yeah, no, no, end it on the light thing cuz I think it's always good to end on something that's, you know, a little up. I'm well, the only person to ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand new concept. Can you think of a time in your life where you laughed really, really hard? And it can be this week, and it doesn't matter if it's a good story. Just if you're crying laughing, where are you? How old are you? Who made you laugh? Did someone fall down? Did someone fart? Oh, that's, I, I, the first thing that popped in my head was the most annoying answer, where if it really is that funny and it's that transcendent, you don't remember it. Because yeah. Yeah. you're not performing for anyone. You know, even like some parts of the story tonight, you feel like you're performing. But if you're really laughing, it's like just your friends, the dumbest thing. You, it transcends like this is going to be a memory. You just remember the feeling. But that's so annoying. That's like people that like try to lecture you about the ocean. They're like, the ocean's actually very healing. It's like, <laughs> we know it's the ocean. <laughs> you didn't find it. Um, I, I legitimately don't know. You know, or at least drawing a blank. I think, oh, when Vine was, uh, before Vine was like a bastion of truly racist comedy, (laughs) there was like six months before Vine became the Laugh Factory. um, There was this really special moment. There's people like Bo Burnham, like people were doing like really creative things on there. And he's not, and here he is now. (laughs) That made it worth it. The guy's all sad, but that made it worth it. He was inside of a guest house. Um, Trying to start more drama. He's just like us. You've told the most heartfelt story with so many shots I know. fired. I know. It's a defense. You feel that like I'm opening up, so it's all these like defenses. I'm it's like, That's really. It's uh, a- how, how much longer are your teeth gonna get? <laughs> <laughs> 
Ow. take it and put Rogaine on your teeth, bitch. <laughs> um, Do I have long teeth? But, <laughs> no, but now it's a new thing for you to worry about. It's a new thing where you're like, yeah, he's joking. He was like scrambling because he was trying to get to a story. So you're on the stage. I don't know what that's like. But... Oh, my God. They're an IMAX screen. Keep going. Val, do you have that, uh, that tape measure? <laughs> no, not the hard one. The soft one that goes around the waist. Yeah. Um, the edible tape measure. Um, I laughed really hard. I, I, I think there's nothing funny, and I truly mean this. Uh, and I have nothing to whatever with you guys. Is someone falling down? That's I mimic that. So all I did on Vine was I would just fall in public places. Because what that, what hurts the most is not the impact on your nerves. It's everyone around you going. Oh, you all right? You all right? Like that hurts so the humiliation of something so simple of an upright human being being I have fears. I have a job and actually the way it works is the blockchain, blockchain the blockchain works on a series of computers and to see that person down horizontal and you can't you can't show your emotions because you're in front of people. So I'm actually fine. <laughs> it's the funniest thing and there's nothing that we will ever write it's something I strive for on stage if anyone like, has ever followed me like, they'll see me climbing on things on stage all to like hopefully one day I will accidentally fall <laughs> and that's the funniest thing it's not just a great answer it's the answer it's like a yeah. category right? of answers yeah. the, a fart's not funnier because it's, it's just falling down falling and farting that's it, one it, well, the farts doesn't have a stake fall down it's like you could die in war you <laughs> fell now the vikings are gonna kill you yeah you're right it has the stakes of humiliation uh-huh. and, the, and the pack animal like he's weak leave him yes yeah, yeah. yeah. yes and yeah. that's why you get left in Rhode Island <laughs> it's Moses Storm everybody yeah. Moses would you say keep it crispy keep it crispy <laughs> And how about everybody that was here? You were an awesome crowd. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Do that again. One, two, three. <laughs> Much better. Thank you, everybody. Give it up for Val. Moses Storm. You were awesome. Thank you for staying. Thank you for coming. Enjoy your night. We're going to stay up here and keep talking. I'm just kidding. Good night. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters wanna get mad. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy.